It's Friday, March 26, 2021, and this is the People's Podcast. This is Steak for Breakfast. Smokey, this is not Nam. This is bowling. There are rules. Today, Junior! America! Steak for breakfast! So stand by! This episode of the show is brought to you, as always, by Stay Ready Gear USA. Visit stayreadygear.com for all of your everyday carry needs, dump trays, concealed carry holsters, tourniquet holsters, anything of that variety, Stay Ready Gear's got you covered. Use the code STAKE at checkout to save 5% off anything in their store. Also, as always, brought to you by Man Rubs. If you're into barbecuing meat, um, here in San Diego, the weather is still a little cold, but it will soon change to summer. And that is barbecue season. You can mm. utilize the code STEAK15 at checkout on their website. Save anything in their store. Barbecue rubs, blow torches to start your charcoal. Sometimes it's frustrating getting charcoal started um, if you're having people over. They have hilarious t-shirts, coffee cups, and a variety of different rubs for your barbecue needs. So hit them up. Again, that code is STEAK15, 15% off anything in their store. Nice. You know... Have you guys heard there's been some complications going on with the COVID uh, vaccination? Yep. Yeah, some people have been having some really adverse reactions, which include death. Whoa. Yeah. For the people that don't die and will eventually become nanobot-controlled zombies, Mike, down at West Coast Survival Arms, has everything you need to handle the impending apocalypse. Mike's got handguns, shotguns, rifles, and all like, the accessories. I like all those. Yeah, he's got a five-star rating. I don't know if you guys knew that. EMPs? It's more than us, because someone gave us a one-star review last week. And here we go. Wow. We're going to find you. It took, what, 13 seconds into the That episode? should be our advertisement for Mike. It's not going to be, because he's also a licensed FFL. And well, if you live in California, he can take care of those droves for you and get you packing heat to take on the vaccination zombies. And the guy that left us a one-star review. <laughs> Faster than most <laughs> arms dealers. Uh, Mike's on Facebook. Facebook Messenger, and he's also available at 619-870-6992. Mike over at West Coast Survival Arms. Mediocre Medic. They have a lot of uh, tactical gear accessories. I was perusing their site today. Haven't heard that word very often on this show. Perusing? perusing. You like it? Yeah. My, my grandma uses it. I get behind that. It's the I, bee's knees. I guess you can call me Grams. <laughs> um, in addition to all the stuff that we always say on this show, like stickers, patches, T-shirts, they also have flip-flops. Everybody likes those. Yeah. I mean, they're not Crocs, but they have, like, mediochromatic. I'm not really a flip-flop guy. Like, yeah, neither am I. Not yeah. in public. I'm an, I'm an Adidas slides guy. I'm but, a, but the ones on mediochromatic.com are pretty fresh. And, hey, fanny packs? Who doesn't like those? I'll wear a fanny pack. Yeah. If, if It's got the little logo on it. If there's a gun in it, maybe, but that's about the only reason. There you go. Um, yeah, get over to their website and check them out. Patches. Lots of patches. Flags. We got one in here. Pins. We got a patch wall. It's going to be adorned with patches soon. Currently empty. Guess where you can meet a lot of those needs? Dumpbox.us. Mark Joe Friday, creator of the Zero Fucks Duck patch, has all of those tactical gear accessories to get you going and rolling while you're packing heat with gear from West Coast Survival Arms and wearing your fanny pack from MediocreMedic.com. At the barbecue. I've spent an obscene amount of money on Dumpbox. And conceal carrying with a Stay Ready gear holster. You guys see what I did there? Oh, wow. It's the whole package for being an American, all yeah. of our sponsors. I yeah. don't hate it. Um, welcome to the Steak for Breakfast podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. We have today 
our first in-studio guest, also a guest via remote. Um, in-studio today, we'll introduce first former model, <laughs> actress, TV personality, and uh, all around now, truth seeker, Geisha Montes. Welcome. Hello. Welcome. Hi, everybody. Welcome Thank you for studio. making the trek down to... Southern California. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing we didn't have any audio difficulties that made us start an hour late I recording know, right? than we usually and do. look like complete amateurs. We had the worst technical difficulties when we have our first institute guest, but we fixed it. When control, in doubt, literally control alt delete. When in doubt, restarted. It was all. nice. More time to to meet people. You there know? we go. That is true. She Off. saw she saw how absolutely pathetic we really can be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you saw us at our worst. Yeah. There's a lot of profanity. And but. out of studio, and more normally remotely today via Zoom, we have, we know her as Priscilla, but all of you will know her as Law of One. Hello. Hello. Welcome. And thanks for coming back to the Steak for Breakfast podcast. Oh, thank you for having me back. Oh, it's our pleasure. If I, don't, if I recall correctly, she was our first guest, right? Well, if, are you considering seven and up or six and down? Our first legit guest. Okay. We'll and not her. people in the studio. Just to <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah, we'll call her. I'll take credit for that. <laughs> you were so, the first uh, real guest instead of just like random buddies that weren't doing anything that would come, in, <laughs> yeah. come into the show. So, yeah, thanks for coming back. You're the first guest that since, uh, what, episode seven didn't just get hammered in Nick's backyard. How dare you? Remember when we used to do the show in the backyard? Yeah, it was good times. So you want to know what the funny part is? Noah and I never appeared for any of those episodes, and Nick always like... I guess he replaces us with well, his election old night. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We did a couple outside. We did, we did election night. That's it. God, my memory is so jacked you're, up. You're replacing us with all of your old friends that you beat up and don't, aren't friends with anymore. I've had six concussions that were documented, and way more than that that were not documented. So my memory is like, it's a big question mark. That's a lot of concussions. Yeah, you forgot to shave the rest of your face a little bit. Oh, <laughs> just kidding. That was on my to-do list today. <laughs> Thanks for. Roasting me on, my, <laughs> on our own show. <laughs> That's the first. I shaved for Nick today. Noah, you're easy because you just put shaving cream all over your head and your face and probably just one swipe. I've all never over. once used a razor on my head. It's always just clippers. Clippers? Yeah. I, I want the freedom. One day I'm going to do that. I'm done with my hair. Really? It's annoying. You look nice when you get it cleaned up on the side. I had to shave my mullet. Oh, look, we're not talking about mullets again. No. Okay, whatever. Remember? I'm bringing it back. Remember when he called his Hulk Hogan mustache a Chinese mustache and said they were the same things when they're the polar opposite? Oh, wow. Definitely don't remember that. That's oh. racist. Anyways, what do we got for today? Ladies, again, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah. Geisha, what do you have going on right now in your life? In your world, what is going on with you? All right. Well, yeah, my name is Geisha Montes de Oca. I'm born and raised in Dominican Republic. Um, I'm very familiar with the corruption because I lift it on a daily basis over there. Oh. And, um, <laughs> oh man, um, I, um, of course, yeah, I did pageants before because it's very popular, uh, in Latin America, you know, they, they love that for some reason. And, um, I did a few, but I decided to have my own company and try to and build things that can help people. Okay. So you know how we have things that say like Uber helps people drive cars and make money. I always wanted to find solutions so people can make money and also have, I have a business uh, as well. Um, so I'm like more focused on doing my 
my projects. Uh, I have a biodegradable plastic that I have the pattern uh, and I'm planning to do something with it soon that, you know, I just really want to do things that it's not just, because uh, the money we know what happens and the power of, of that greed and, and that's really not a purpose. I think if it helps, it makes a difference, it's really my reward in anything that I'm doing. I did work on television and being like around in the entertainment, um, seeing a lot of of those things that we talk about, about the entertainment, that it's very shocking. And a lot of these things, is, it's really, you know, it's, it's true. And one of the reasons why I'm really more focused on continuing developing the projects rather than the entertainment itself, you know, like these like acting and I've done movies too. And uh, it's something that I was, that I, inter- that I enjoy doing, but Right now, I think we we're, we're more we're, we have like more serious stuff. Of course, you can continue to do entertainment things that can help. Like we're doing, like this is entertaining to listen mm-hmm. the, the the podcast, and as well, people are learning about what's happening. So this is more of of a healthy way to continue in the entertainment. Um, and it's very awesome that you know you guys are doing this because more people have to be aware of what's going on. And it's a lot to process. And making it fun as well is, it really helps to, you know, uh, it's uh, good stuff. And I'm glad that I came so I could see everybody because, you know, I'm, I'm tired of being locked in LA. Yeah, LA was locked down for, you guys are still locked down, right? Uh, I don't even, I, I don't know. It's still paranoid in there. Like, I've, I've, this is the reason why I'm moving to Florida. Hey, hey I'm moving to Florida. We all know we call um, Florida. Freedom Land? Uh, Freedom Land. Big Dick Ron Land. <laughs> America? Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so excited to do it. But I believe um, even if everything stops and they're like, oh, we're going to open everything and, like, everybody, like, we got rid of Newsom and everything. Like, if all of that happens for some reason, I will still want to move because I feel like it's going to take eight, like, it's going to take a lot of years until the mental health right now mm-hmm. and in mm-hmm. Los Angeles and a lot in the big parts of of. California, um, it's it's gonna take time to heal. The fear, the the division, you know, the that tension when you when you walk around, uh, you can feel that. And I and I felt like uh, Florida. It's more of, of how I am as my personality, like more warm. Um, of course, there's there's more of, of a Hispanic community as well, mm-hmm. which I don't mind because I you know I'm in between. Um, you know, I'm in the United States, so it's both things. Uh, but it's also more welcoming, um, you know, nice. Like, it, you can see people angry a lot in, in Los Angeles. I, you can <laughs> feel that. And, yeah. and you know, it's... it's uh, people, people in L.A. were angry before the pandemic. <laughs> Every yeah, time was, I go there for something, I'm like, why? Fuck, I'm in well, imagine I now. I drive up here. Imagine now. Yeah, and I have family in Burbank, and I visit them like once every five years, and they're like, we understand. Sorry. Don't, you don't have to come visit us. I would only, <laughs> I would only drive through LA, either in the middle of the night or if I was on two wheels on a motorcycle. That was the only way. One and time, even, I even drove, then on a motorcycle, you're still kind of fucked. I sometimes. drove from Oregon down to LA, and I happened to hit like right where Six Flags is at, and there was a Laker game and a Dodger game in LA. <laughs> it took me six hours just to get to Anaheim from the north side of LA. That's to drive thirty minutes. That's actually the Bermuda Triangle. And I was like, how is nobody like getting out of their car and just fighting people? I was so angry. They were and I was all, so close to home. I just drove like 16 hours. And they were like, all t- too tired to fight from fighting at the oh Dodgers gosh. game. It's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Beating up fans in the parking lot. It's a beautiful, like, there's a lot <laughs> of beautiful people. things there. Uh, but I just think that um, they, they people need to, to come along more and, and 
just not be so mad yeah, you know, leave, on things. Leave, of course, leave it to the lefties to ruin everything that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, in LA, it's such a different, no one says hi to you, no one holds the door open. When you go to like the South, even when I was in Oregon for college and it's like hippie town up there, everybody's super nice. Yeah. Everybody's super respectful. People ask you, like when people ask you how you're doing, they like genuinely ask, hey, how's your day going? And yeah, complete strangers. No, I had to do that. In Here's LA, like, oh, what, you're a creep or something if yeah. you say something? Yeah, so if you're up, like, you know, I hold the door for people and try to be. How know, dare you? You know, so so toxic masculinity. So Conscientious. <laughs> but like people give you the weirdest look. You're like, you hold the door like, for somebody you like, in yeah. LA and they're like, I'm calling the fucking police. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> I can hold the door myself. Yeah. You hold the door for a woman in LA and she like blows her whistle. Like <laughs> you end up on Twitter and then you're canceled. Yeah. The early stages I got my first rape. taser yeah. in LA. Oh, nice. Nice. And my first gun. Okay. Ooh. What kind of gun did you get? <gasps> a revolver. A revolver? Really? You know, Wesson? Mm-hmm. Side note, what, yeah. what kind of revolver? That's the best firearm to shoot somebody with because the shell casings don't land on the floor. <laughs> okay, yeah. So I'm going to put it out there before we move on to Priscilla. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. Whatever. Nick's a serial killer. I'm going to put Geisha on the spot. Just kidding. <laughs> okay, because we all had our, our, our reservations. I wouldn't call any of us handsome. How dare you? Noah's kind of handsome. <laughs> My Hulk Hogan mustache is not attractive. <laughs> no, you want to know what? I'm a train wreck, right? I'll, self-admitted, but Nick looks like any single person given a testimony when there's a tornado in like one of the lower 48s. <clears throat> and he's standing in front of a, a wrecked house. And he's like, our whole life was in there. So, and they're just holding, he's got like a book of photos, like anybody takes those anymore. Yeah. But is it the Camel Crocs and the Hulk Hogan mustache? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was an epic combination. Camel Cross? No. Crocs. My Crocs. Crocs. Oh, the Crocs. Oh, okay. Camel That's Crocs. why the Crocs jokes okay. happen. And I don't know. I'm like, what are they I'll wear these about? suckers out to dinner. I, I don't mean, even so care. They are comfortable. In an attempt to continue to get banned from Spotify, Keisha, <laughs> yes? will you admittedly say in the air right now that you are not, number one, Mossad, and number two, here to kill us? I am not here for that. Okay. You didn't answer the first question. <laughs> what was the first question? I am not Mossad. You sure? Yeah. Okay. That was the question, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, we had our reservations. You're, you're an above averagely attractive person. You're a well-known personality in a lot of places. And I randomly asked you, like, we interacted based off of memes, which I love. I mean, that's all of our love language. That's what brings us together. Yeah. Yeah, true. That's how I find him. It was through the memes. So, and then... But I asked you, hey, why don't you come on? And you're like, hey, I'm coming down to San Diego. Why don't I just come over? And I was just like, like, she's going to come kill us. Wait, what? (laughs) Didn't I say it last week? I said, I'm going to ask her at some point if she's going to come here to kill us. And I mean, you know. So far, so good. I I have those thoughts too. And everything, uh, you know, there's like a moment in time where. Wait, you think about killing us? No, 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 no. (laughs) Where I think I can get killed. (laughs) Yeah. You know? And those memes, I can relate a lot about the ones that are like, oh, you know, when you hear the, wrong, the ring bell and, and you kind of like remember all the memes you posted about the, you know, the Clinton. Yeah, like, they found me. It's all coming to an end right like, now. And then like I had those thoughts and I, I went through the process where I couldn't sleep for a few days, but I'm already passed by that. Memes are a good part of it because, like, you know, you kind of laugh. Sometimes the, they get you through you the know, night. You know, away. Um, it is still a little bit scary sometimes because you don't want to be a target. Um, I have been experienced a lot of censoring mm-hmm. in my social media as well as you guys. I'm sure you, you've seen that. Um, like there was a moment where I lost about probably like 98% of the reach of my Instagram account. Yeah. Holy crap. Wow. Like I had 40 people seeing my stories when I had thousands, for example. And it's like, and well, you saw what it happened to a lot of people, like public uh, 
people that mm-hmm. they're um, they terminate their accounts and like that's serious. It's sad. I want to know how they pick which forty people get to see you. Like, do you think there's somebody at Instagram or Facebook that's like, all right? <laughs> We're going to screw this person over. Like this guy here with the Hulk Hogan <laughs> he mustache. You. Yeah, he's going to see you. Well, yeah. and that was the he's worst. Good, he's that, good to go. The, the shadow ban, the worst part about it was, and I'm not saying this in a negative way to any of our followers because I love you all. We appreciate you all. We interact a lot. But I was only getting like our cat moms and our super <laughs> God tier boomers. Like the ones that, are, let me just give you an example. That are like. No, if they posted a meme. In 2015, it would be Jesus arm wrestling the devil, and oh, yeah. the, Jesus would be Donald Trump, and the devil would be Hillary Clinton. Those are the memes. It'd be like like or right or no, like or for Donald Trump, or, yeah, or, <laughs> or ignore for Hillary Clinton. My and, and then the cat moms, where they heart every single one of the pictures I put in our story. And like rapid succession, you're like, geez, what are you doing? Right, but then wear- when you go look at their profile, it's only things that they've knitted, baked, or their cats. We need those people in society. Right, and we love you guys as our followers, but at the end of the day, we I want to kind of get funneled into the shit poster community because that's more of my comfort zone. I mean, yeah. it's, it's that awkward, like, uh, profile picture where it's just, like, from the chin below. like yes. Taken with an iPad in, like, <laughs> yeah. the kitchen, and yes. you're like, what are you doing? My so, grandma, bless her heart, shared a picture one time, and it was Obi-Wan Kenobi from, like, episode two Star Wars or okay. whatever. And it was like, I bet you won't share this on your Facebook for Jesus, for Jesus. Mm. and she shared it and didn't know what it was. Oh, and I was like, Grandma. Hopefully, she, <laughs> hopefully, she got like 10k shares. But all of her old friends were like, "You're so brave," and they were sharing it. And I'm like, "Oh, it's amazing." There's some like. Did she ever get scam? Also, that's the type of people that they go after oh, all so, the time. Oh, the, Niger- the Nigerian princes are always calling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, Grandma, please don't open your email. There's, nobody's emailing you. Yeah, so nobody needs anything from you. My mother actually did get romance scammed. As one of she those got ones. catfished. One of those ones where they have like a like Manti armed Tayo? forces like a photo. So in the most respective way possible, it sounds like your mom might be kind of a babe. Mm-hmm. Anyway, wow, uh, <laughs> rude. So I had to break it down for my mom. I was like, "Mom, so this is your Instagram profile. You have your mom has Instagram. You're alone. Let's, <laughs> yeah, let's not start that. Uh, <clears throat> I was like, let's break this down. Wait a minute. Does she follow the show? Negative. Come on. <laughs> How dare she? Uh, so I, I broke it down for her. I was like, Mom, this is why you're being targeted as a scammer. Your first picture is just some random photo, and then you have two of the same pictures posted in succession next. Like, you're that's just like, oh, this is a good one. Yeah. yeah. Soft target. So I deleted the extra one. And okay, now she, there you go. You know, change her name. So she's good now, maybe. You have her code name? She did, she did get a code name, yeah. I like oh, it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Priscilla. Yep. What do you have going on in your corner of the world? Oh man, there's not enough time over here. I'm I'm just still dealing with the same, dealing with my Instagram and school and just the kids. Ooh, how many kids? I got three. Yeah, I wow. have two teens. So that's been two teens. A journey. Uh, yeah, I got a 13 and 14 year old, and then I have my baby, the two year old. So nice. It's been challenging this week, but it's yeah, all say, good. You, mu- you must hate rest because you have two fully functional pre-adults and then one that requires 24-7 care. And I remember when yeah. I was a pre-adult, I was a pain in the ass. Yeah, but I mean, I won the lottery this year because, well, thanks, coronavirus. <laughs> Both of my kids were going to school full day, finally. Oh, wow. I enjoyed that for about 37 seconds. Gosh. Yeah. And not that I don't like my kids home. We've actually... My wife and I have talked about it several times. Our kids have matured a lot, and we've got into like, you know, developing way better 
warm, loving relationships with our kids, having them home for this time. But at the end of the day, me and my wife are both like, mine go back in May. I'm ready. Go back. I don't even know why they would go back for a month, but yeah. Yeah, our, our kids are doing the same bullshit thing here. So before we get into the happenings. Are they forcing them to do a vaccine? Did you ask if my kids are vaccinated? No, no, no. Are they? Are the schools trying to force it? Oh, absolutely. I could. The schools could do whatever they want, and if they try to do anything yeah. like that, I'll be lawyering up. But my kids are not getting yeah, that same. shit. Yeah, my, my wife was forced vaxxed for work, and the first time was like seven out of ten on the death scale, and the second time was like eleven out of ten on the death what? scale. Yeah, she slept for like forty hours straight. Was delusional. She had a 103 fever for longer than 48 hours straight. That's what happened to me when I actually had coronavirus. Yeah, and it was like the absolute worst thing ever. By my wife getting forced vaccinated for her job, she became an anti-vaxxer in regards to that. Wow. So, yeah, that's definitely not happening for our kids. And, you know, they had a, a forum last night, which uh, for our kids' school, and, and, and a lot of the big concerns that the parents were saying were like, hey, are these kids getting vaccinated and blah, 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 or, and the, are the teachers getting vaccinated? And the principal just had to put it out there. It's the teacher's fucking choice, you know, yeah. when they come back, yeah. if they want to get vaccinated or and not. Children aren't at risk. No, at yeah. all. They're in the lowest of the percentiles. Yeah. They try to pass something about um, vaccinating your children without parents' consent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Hell no. And they were just going to do it at I, school without telling anybody. I, this is why when I said like, she has three, um, I was like, how are you dealing with all of this? Because I see everything. I, I will go insane. I cannot let, like, just feel like hopeless. Like, I can't do anything about it. I don't know. I'll just, I'll teach you at home. I don't know. I'll figure out yeah, something. No, but You're so right about that. Because um, my daughter, they they do the uh, home school. And I heard them just recently, the teacher trying to persuade them to get the, the vaccine. Like, oh, you're about to be 16. So you really don't need your parents' um permission approval. you could do it by yourself and i'm like so i got on on the mic and i told my daughter what's in it just so that she's aware so she doesn't make stupid decisions following everybody else it's unbelievable to see how uh they they're getting like a popular thing like since when we are disclosing to everybody what we are doing or not with our like oh i just i just had a pop smear did yeah. you have your pop smear yet i i haven't had a pop yeah me neither well, that's uh, that's not really a high dollar uh, virtue signaling item, unfortunately. Yeah. The the pap smear or the pap or, smear, yeah. Well, you know, I just couldn't think of something else than no, like an enema. A, is that the one that you put in your butt? Yes, it sure is. Yeah. Yeah, like do you? I don't know. Something. Let's say something very personal. Yeah. Okay. It, but you get the point. Yeah, it's, the filters go. No, no, you were. As far you're, as people what? will greet you like, oh hi, oh you vaccinated yet? Oh, oh, sorry, he's not vaccinated. Yeah, like it's it's like a thing now to expose whether or not. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, it's just the next level of Karening. <laughs> yeah, yes. for sure. It's like I got out of the car. I was about to go to a restaurant, and some lady was walking her dog. And I get out of the car, obviously not wearing a mask, and I just see this lady just stop in her tracks. So I, of course, as the asshole that I am, I just hang out outside the car for a while. <laughs> she crossed the street and <laughs> walked like. Around you? She walked like I was a freaking, like a health hazard. I'm like, oh, okay, but I, I, I've already had it, so. Is there anything else that you think that Fauci's going to come up with soon? Depends on what they pay him. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, now we're on the fourth mask or something, I guess, but like. Probably. You guys want to know something? I was actually thinking about putting an entire box of masks on at work and just walking around out front. That'd be epic. I would, I will support you 100%. I'll do it as well. I don't need to get in trouble again, though. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I say we both do it. Yeah. If all three of us do it, that would be epic. I would say they can't fire us all, but <laughs> they sure can. Yeah. <laughs> say, tides have turned. Now. Our, yeah. You guys want to know something? Yes. No. Last week, I made it through Walmart, my whole shopping venture, including checkout. Without a mask? They were scared of you. I had it under what? my chin. Oh, oh no. I do oh, that. No, I do that. I told people in public I have asthma. <laughs> Which I technically I did have asthma as a kid, but it's because we lived in a shitty duplex when I was like two, and the carpet had like asbestos in it. Oh, the paint was probably you can lead, say you're allergic. Based, yeah. If you want to double down on that one, just say you have CFS. Sounds like STD. Common sense. Thing. Common fucking sense. Oh. You're allergic to stupidity. I also shop at the Walmart where they're selling corn and hot dogs outside the front. That is true. So. You know, the common sense there is, is uh, I have to park my truck outside the portable security camera so some dipshit doesn't key my truck. You think those things are not work? wearing a mask? No, just in general oh. because people are savages. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, so what do we got? Before we get into the happenings, I know hopefully you watched it. You, everybody watched the documentary on HBO? I did. I was Which one? Attempting to and then I. Down the up. rabbit hole? The QAnon one? Having forced overtime at work. I like the eye rolls there. Priscilla, did you watch it yet? I definitely did. Okay. Initial thoughts. Priscilla, I, you go first. Tell me what you think. Um, It's definitely not what I thought it would be. I thought it was going to be a whole hit piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and it didn't really turn out to be that. I see some. they did a lot of background with Q. I see he has a, like a lot of his personal and trying to make it like a drama film between Ron and that other guy on the wheelchair kind of a romance between Ron and Hot Wheels the boneless chicken yeah but besides that I mean I I also listened to Ron on uh, My Maria 777 and his take on it really has me interested to see what else is going to happen yeah we're going to talk about that as soon as we're all done giving some commentary on it as well because I have a little bit of insight Keisha what do you what did you think did you watch it no um, I'm a little bit kind of pissed with the how some of these platforms are using documentaries to, of course, you know how they just want to build a feeling of, of things and whether it's normalizing something or making you feel great about someone and, and giving you a completely different per- perception of things. And um, I, I, a lot of people who don't have, let's say, the, they never researched, they never done any questioning themselves or looked themselves things, they will just take these big platforms as their most professional source of yeah. information. And um, they don't see those documentaries who are being banned and, and censored and hidden and taken off the platforms. Those are the ones that I enjoy watching because I know that a lot of these platforms, they have a different, they have another, you know, goal when presenting these things. Like, I think, um, I haven't seen it yet, but let's just say if something that's very serious is going on, by giving you, a, like he said, a romantic story between something and something, you low-key starts kind of not really seeing anything serious. It's just more becoming an, a thing around people, a hobby, or I don't know. I, 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 I will have to see it to give more of an opinion, but I kind of have an idea of, because they've been doing that, and, and like in Netflix, you find a lot of documentaries that will give you Oh my God! They will just convince you and of doing certain things, and then you go follow the money, and then you see who the investors are. You see how much money they have put into these things. You have other documentaries mm-hmm. that you can even present anywhere because they expose a lot of these people. So 
I don't know. Well, it's interesting that HBO is the one that picked up the contract. Like to, they're the first dibs on this whole Q thing, and it's like, what's their vested, first mainstream? Yeah, what's their vested interest? Why do they want? Because you think about millennials don't have HBO Go. No, maybe mm-hmm. now that Justice League came out or whatever, but everybody has Netflix you or HBO think, Max. What, is, what did I say? It's Max. No, you say Go. Whatever. I had Go for a while. What is the difference? Uh, well, know. it upgraded. To, you get all the movies that come out for free. <clears throat> but, you know, see, my point is, like, there's millennials that grew up without HBO. And they're like, what's this Q documentary on HBO? Like, usually that would be on Netflix or Amazon Prime. So what's the vested interest and what theme are they spinning on? I haven't watched it yet. Um, but I would go into it watching it. I haven't recorded it on my TV. Okay. I just haven't sat down and watched it yet. But I would be interested to see, like, what's their vested interest, aside from making money, obviously, because they're a streaming service more than a cable provider now. Um, it would just be interesting to see, like, why they got involved in it. And if they're telling, like, kind of what you're saying, if they're telling 100% of the story, or if they're spinning it to a certain degree, and then you look at the back end, and it's like, who's funding this? Right. And who brought this project to the table? Yeah. What do you think, Noah? Well, I agree that having it on HBO is... One, most likely HBO, just trying to gain more subscribers. Okay. Two, after watching the first two episodes that are available, uh, they run kind of a fine line with making people look stupid. Yep. And kind you did, of, you did notice the circuit. I saw a little piece and I could yeah. tell that. There, there was like almost circus music in between segments. Yeah. yeah. It's and, a way to ridicule something. Yeah. And it's just these these camera angles that make people look, I mean, that are already... I'm not saying that they look ridiculous, but already a little, you know, oddly shaped or whatever, but just to accentuate these things. So definitely they most likely have discrediting it at mind, but they're trying to sort of look like they're even in, you know, giving it a fair shake. But I don't know. I think the people that are involved in it probably have good intentions, but it's just like, you know, being on Jerry Springer, like, I don't think there's any. You definitely pop popcorn before you start watching. Yeah. I'm familiar, very familiar with filmmaking and, and the all type, all the things that you can do cinematically to make to people look dumb. Send a message yeah. without having to necessarily, you know, be just straightforward saying it. Dude, all, everything, like you said, it's, it's just the people you pick, the, like the, the conversations that they have and everything to tell you about something without telling you yep. that's very used in, in when, when you, of course, when you want to, um, kind of, no, we're not going to say brainwash, but when you want to give someone an idea, that's what they want you to know, to think about it. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. There, there was definitely points where they're reinforcing narratives. I, I hated per, me personally. I hated the way they depicted Jim Watkins. They made him look like a complete fucking retard. Yeah. And they they went to like the nth degree to do it, whether it be the camera angles, the music that uh, segued segments, and and, you and just know, picking his odd his his oddest hobbies and right. strange things. Whether it be yeah. the pig farm or the or the pen collecting, this that or the other thing. I like the pig farm though. Yeah, you can't hate it. Yeah. And the memes that they made on eight chan of him <laughs> getting rid of the followers he didn't like by throwing him in the pigs like in Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, I mean you can't hate that, but I just think that you know it, it's 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 all optics and. Like Nick said, if your first rabbit hole when you're going down this one is the HBO Max documentary, you're in the wrong I don't think that's even a, a considered a rabbit hole. Cause, no. Because it's, 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 it's made a certain way to make you feel a certain way. If you get really you and, and you do your research and you find your own truth, or what, it's something that has to come from you. 
Like the, the, when you find yeah. out about, let's say, the, the human trafficking and the things that, that you're discovering and you feel gross and, and, and like you can't, like for a second, you're like, how come, you know, that realization, that pain that you feel from all the stuff that you're finding out, but you're finding it yourself, not by someone telling you a story that makes you feel a certain way about the characters and thinking like, what is this, like a cult? Right. Because they want to make it look like someone is some sort of a savior and is sending, like it, I saw only a little bit that someone sent me on, on a, and now I realize, oh, that's a documentary, the two, the two people, the lady and the, and the other guy that were yeah. just right. They were like t-shirts and like all like, it's really a way I feel uh, for everything that I'm seeing is a mock. And um, I don't know. I don't, Of course, they can get viewers, but those who who knows might not be as as interested uh, and might see through it. Like they might see what's really the intention. That's what I think. Yeah, I also feel that there was like a um, there was an advertisement to kind of romanticize Ron Watkins. Yeah, I mean he's all he's been an online personality for a number of years, um, and I don't know if Priscilla or Geisha, if you guys know, he's appeared on one of our friend podcasts. Yeah. We'll call her friend. She's been on the show before, the My Maria 777 podcast. He's done two marathon shows with her, nearly three they hours. Long, yeah. Both times. Are really good though. Um the way that she kind of navigates the interviews when he's on her podcast is extremely professional, but he's almost more of a professional in the way that he won't answer a question. Right. I mean, he gives a lot of non-answers. Like yeah. they would go into like maybe a 10 minute introduction into a subject where they're both like, you know, Maria would ask a question and Ron would be like, wow, that's a very good question. I can, yeah, yeah very, that's very really nebulous. interesting. And, and then, you know, they'd go into like, yeah. And, and Maria would kind of explain it. Like, you know, all this stuff's going on in, in this specific topic that we're talking about. And, you know, it's really interesting to a lot of people. So it'd be great if we can get an answer out of you. And, and again, I'm, I'm paraphrasing and kind of setting it up. But then, yeah. you know, Ron would be like, yeah, you know, I'm sure a lot of people would be interested in something like that. And Maria's yeah. like, yeah, you know, all this stuff is going on and all these things tied together. And, you know, you say you're interested in it or you're in the know. And Ron would be like, yeah, I sure am. And then it would get quiet for like a second. And he'd be like, yeah, but I, I probably, you know. I probably shouldn't talk about that. I, I shouldn't answer yeah. it on air. He's like, we can talk about it off air. Or, yeah. or, you know, you know, that's not something that I feel comfortable talking about with. And I was just like, oh, my fucking God. It's like getting to the bottom of the popcorn and you're like, God damn it. All I got left is kernels when I want the big, fluffy, hot, salty ones that are at the top of the basket. And, um, you know, she put it in her story, so I'm going to put it out there on our podcast. Maria told me, uh, and she put it in her story on her Instagram, that off the air and not included in her interview, Ron Watkins divulged who Q is. Who he thinks he yeah. is, or does he the, know? The way that she put it in her story yeah, of who, right, and you got to look at it this way. People don't call Ron a hacker, but he is. I mean, he's a server master of one of the biggest boards in the history of the world when it comes to stuff of that nature. So just to be able to be locating those addresses and knowing where they're coming from and be able to pinpointing it and all the stuff that he's good at, I feel confident that Ron Watkins knows where that stuff is coming from. Those original comms that were on the board back in the day. That's number one. Number mm -hmm. two, she also divulged that Ron thought that Cohen would be putting that in the documentary because he gave his opinion on who he thought Q was or who Q was. Um, but because there's only two episodes out, we don't know. And yeah, he was on Twitter talking about how he was 
that it's for sure in there. But he was also like mocking the hell out of Ron and the whole Q thing. Right. And then you go to the fact that Maria said if in the next, what is it, three weeks, if James Cullen doesn't divulge that part of the interview between yeah, he'll come him and on. Ron Watkins, he will return to my Maria yeah. to divulge to us who it was. And, you know, she may or may not get pissed. I asked who if she would tell me, and she told me no, straight up. And I, I respect her opinion of not being able to, you know, tell a secret when someone asks you to keep one. I, I'm cool with that. And it's not like if she told me I would come on the show and be like, holy fucking shit, let me tell you who this is. <laughs> but the way she made it sound was, because I asked her specifically if, if I thought, or if she thought when Ron told her it was earth shattering. Um, she said it was, but not for the reasons that most people would think. And then she questioned who he told her his motivation would be, which kind of like is like a Ron Watkins answer. He's like, yeah, yeah. I, I know exactly who Q is, and I'd be more than happy to tell you, but I shouldn't off the air. You know, it's like <laughs> one of those things. So I'm like, okay, you know, keep us waiting, and, and I'm going to watch the rest of the documentaries. I thought they were okay. Um, you know, it's very edited. It's very targeted and... Like, definitely not a rabbit hole for it. They call it down the rabbit hole, but it's it's literally the complete opposite. It, it's like if you want to know, if you saw a QN and bumper sticker or someone wearing a T-shirt at Walmart that had a Q on it and you want to know a little bit more about them, it's like a PSA for that. But it gives mm -hmm. nothing into exactly what, like, we've gone through two episodes and they haven't even mentioned Dan Scavino's name. Yeah. I mean, he's the comms master. And he no one's tied more deltas together over the last three or four years than Dan Scavino has. I will say that there was there was a couple of things on there that were good for, and I don't know how they slipped slipped up and left them in there, but the confirmed Antifa operative yeah. was like you know prominently displayed in one of the photos with with his Q shirt, you know the guy with the shaved head and yeah. the do you have a beard or I, I don't remember, mm -hmm. but it's just like well if you've seen anything about them trying to say that there was Antifa members in set in the group that stormed the Capitol, uh, no, then this person is confirmed at Can, what Portland yep. BLM stuff, like the whole deal. So it's like, like whoever the editor was, is like, yeah, we're going to throw this in there. I'm just, I was surprised to see it. I thought yeah. for sure they were going to make it look more like, these are all just these rednecks up here doing. Right, you got a whole yeah. you got a whole bunch of boomers, and then you got a whole bunch of like nerds that never leave their mom mom's basement who are gonna go out and cause a capital insurrection. Insurrection. Oh god, Nick. Um, I still haven't watched it. I want to watch it, but like I said, I don't know if it's gonna be a waste of time. It's not. No. I like, mean, because here's the thing: we've been covering a lot of the happenings that have been going on in regards to everything. That it kind of it's like. Focal points of the spider web that we've been painting for the last year. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, it puts faces to names. It puts, yeah. you know, real life instances to things that have gone on. And that's what kept it from being just boring. Because it was like, all right, yeah, like, I right. want to see who these people are. This is as close as I'm going to get. So, yeah. But anyone who legitimately believes or invests themselves in, the in the movement, mm -hmm. you will get everything you need from literally the intro of the show. Yeah. Because... Mm -hmm. The, the intro to the show is like some... It's like a breakdown of what Q is? Well, no, it's it's just like it's it's every single com that's ever been highlighted. You know how like when yeah. you see the, 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 the tweets or the Instagram posts and there's like five different pictures and there's like a red box here with an arrow to points mm -hmm. there and a yellow mm -hmm. box there with a green arrow to points yeah. down? 
it, it gives you all of those highlights singling words yeah with pictures and a little bit of like it's like it. it's like the movie preview of like a Martin Lawrence movie where it just shows all the funny stuff and you're like, well, that was basically the whole thing. Yeah, but when you get into the show, mm-hmm. besides putting names to faces and, and things of that nature, and remember, the first two episodes are dated like at least three and a half years ago. Yeah. I mean, we're talking really? like 2017, 2018. They've been working on it for a while, which is interesting. Yeah, but it, it's not going to... I'm still skeptical. Do I mean, you, that's what I said. Do you think there's, there is a moment that is an eye-opening moment? For example, on the not so far, because that's when I when I hear about these platforms, I'm I'm not so I don't think they could risk uh, doing something that could open the eyes of society towards no. a you not know of a certain topic. Well, they're or they're holding off of the ratings. I, I mean, the only thing that I really see that's worth anything out of it is that they do plot, process of elimination. Hot Wheels, Jim and Ron, they put them all on the spot, and and they let them talk about how they're not cute. And that's basically it. I mean, besides that, there's just like, they're showing their everyday lives. Like two out of, well, actually all three of them now live in the Philippines. And they show a lot of like, you know, when you look at like a cityscape from from a drone and it's like uh, the time elapsed where it goes from day to night and all the cars driving down the street. There's a lot of that. Yeah. You know, and nothing really with any substance. They're just, like I said, they're putting names to faces and they're doing process of elimination. It wasn't boring, but it wasn't like amazing. I'm saying because also remember how there was a moment that um, is Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter, they all were censoring and erasing any hashtag or anything related to this topic. So you know that the big money people, the big bosses, they don't like this. So this is why for me, I'm very skeptical about the intentions of of something about, you know, corruption or something that's going on in one of these platforms when I know how they've been really changing narratives and erasing and censoring people and not letting like people speak. Um, So I don't know. I'll have to see it, but I don't know. Like you yeah. said, I don't know if it'll be a waste of time. Hey, if, if, I think I they're cashing in. I definitely feel narrative attached to it, but I, I also feel like there was a lot of cue proofs yeah. for new. There was definitely like a lot of connections where you're like, oh, I forgot about that. And it was like, that was big when like when Trump said, Q, just watch. And for newbies, that's like, <laughs> but why would he say that? And they'll look mm-hmm. into that. They literally, so, I mean, they, they replayed that little part that he said it. And then you like slow down and show his mouth to make it not yeah. like he literally said, <laughs> you just watch. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it's one of those things. So epic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's, they're, they're running the fine line with invalidating and also opening people's eyes. Streisand effect. Streisand effect. Like you, yeah. you want to mess something and it just makes it worst. Yeah. yeah. But also mainly they just want to make money off of it. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's, at the end of the day, to follow the money, and it's like they're not doing this documentary to find out truly who Q is. Right. Yeah. It's just a hot topic for the producers at HBO. Yeah. So Game of Thrones is not anymore. Sopranos has been gone for a long time. There's nothing in their Q, like their repertoire that they're putting out that's new. And it's like, let's do this documentary. I think it probably would have had more views on Netflix for sure. And, and here's the thing. 100%. Here's my concern, too. And all the anons that are listening, like, I, I would like your feedback on our social media. So we've seen the first two episodes. In a day or two, we're going to get two more, right? And in two weeks from now, we'll have all of them. We'll have a name. And if the name that Ron said he suggested on the documentary isn't included, 
he's going to return to the My Maria 777 podcast. And drop the name. And divulge that information to her for her to publish for all of us to hear. So theoretically, in a couple of weeks, we'll have the name. My thing is, though, is like, what the fuck do we do after that? It then? defeats the purpose of it. It kind of does. My concern is, like, how did he narrow it down to one person when we, I mean, at least for me, who has been following this for at least two years, we always... Um, understood that it was more than one person. We have the military involved. It was ten people, three um, on the military. So I'm I'm kind of trying to figure out how did he um, get down to one. I believe there's a lot of hands in it. It might so get I, kick, I, it might get kicked down the road, and they're going to be like, well, this is the guy that's been making the post, but this is the person who's actually pulling the strings or something. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. if you just look at the logistics of it on paper, and you go from the posts on the board. Ron and Jim are going to be able to know where that comes from. Yeah, they have access to all the data. Then they can narrow it down. Is it in the White House? Is it even in D.C.? Is it even in the United States? And then start to break down that list. There's so much stuff out there that they know that we don't. Yeah. I just, and here's the thing. When you talk about human trafficking, right? Mm. When you talk about all the corruption worldwide, and you talk about panic in D.C., those three topics right there, draw me yeah it, it doesn't make me want to storm the capital it they, doesn't make me want to overthrow the government but it makes me want to think that there are like the patriots are in control like yeah. I, I like that stuff the military is in control i i feed into that stuff but it doesn't take me all the way down that rabbit hole of like i mean i know this is like at the end of the day the ultimate battle between good and evil we are in weird times yeah uh, a lot of us who i mean me and Noah are the same age Aisha, I don't want to even ask how old you are because that's rude. I know how old Nick is. He's a generation before us, right? Okay. Okay. And uh, I didn't see that. Say it again. So you're in between. So it's me and Noah, and then you, and then I'm Nick, not six, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. And, and even even Priscilla, I, I just you know we're in a such a weird time where like timelines are running into each other. The matrix is glitching almost on a daily basis. Yeah. You know, a lot of the things that people would just say a speculation 20 years ago, we see physically because of social media, mm -hmm. because of advanced technology, because of this, that, and the other thing we see on an almost a daily basis. Now, James from we, the people radio brings it up all the time. 20 years ago, we would go months, sometimes years without any major, anything going on. Now it's like almost on a fucking daily basis for like oh, the last 100%. five years. There's either like Elon Musk satellites breaking up in the atmosphere and people taking videos of it, but it looks like someone's just dragging a slide of, you know, comets or whatever through the sky. Yeah. You have all this Q stuff. You have the 80 million votes from Biden and all the things that happened in the mm -hmm. fraudulent election that happened a couple months ago. It's daily. That's why this show is so... Um, relevant because every week there's stuff to talk about. Yeah. And that's like when I was a kid growing up, we would watch the evening news every night. Yeah. But it wasn't a fear factor thing. It was a entertainment aspect of like what's going on around our town. Who, who'd you guys watch? I think we always watch KUSI. Okay. Which so, is like a local like. KUSI. Yeah. Because there's Speaking funny of which, that's, person, personalities. Noah that just show. referred to John Coleman, right? Who was the in his retirement worked at a local San Diego um, radio station and television station called KUSI. He was the nightly weatherman. Yep. But in his previous employment, he invented the Weather Channel. And actually, if you look up John Coleman, 
testifying before Congress, went before Congress at some time, I believe, in the early 2000s. Whoa. And he testified that all, anything, 100% of the science behind global warming and climate change was absolute bullshit. Yep. And that it was all money driven by big governments really? all over the world. He's probably still in San Diego. We should reach out to him. Actually, died. Like my he, post, uh, he died in 2015. <laughs> Damn it. How did he die? Well, he's probably still well, in San Diego. No, he was like literally almost 90 years old. Oh, but, but if you the... look up John Coleman testifying before Congress, he actually had. Oh, I remember that. He's the old white guy. Yeah, with the white hair. And, and... he was the guy that was all loud. That's racist. <laughs> How dare you? Whatever. I'm white, kind of. No, but it was funny because this is why the Matrix is glitching. Someone has actually been throwing that in a lot of feeds that have been coming across our social media, especially our Instagram for the last couple of days. Like that whole narrative is coming back because they're trying to push. Joe Biden goes out yesterday and we're going to get into that in a minute when we actually get into the news and stop talking about the happenings. <laughs> well, KUSI's Instagram is actually pretty based. Yeah. It, it, is it really? Yeah. Yeah. No that's, shit. That's I haven't looked at it. I got to check. Them there's, out. there's a reason why they're local and they can't get any bigger than that. Yep. But, um, <clears throat> You know, it's it's just one of those things where it, he said everything that goes on in this planet is secular, circular, secular, secular. I was cyclic? like, did he say secure? Cyclic, cyclic, cyclic. And and that goes in with the climate change, the ice ages. He's like, you know, they used to say and he he That's basically said it when he testified before Congress. Every ten years, they're going to tell you you have about ten years until it's the end, and then we right. get there and nothing happens. And you know. His background in uh, meteorology and geology and all of those things. And he said when he went back and did all the research and he went back and did all of the fucking history vetting and stuff like that. And when he went back and they looked into carbon dating, I mean, you're talking about a lifetime of work. It all just goes to where the fucking money is. Yeah. So it's the oil company. It's big business. It's big tech. It's big government. They want to drive you to get all of these new products, all of these products that are good for the environment but cost 10 times as more as it does to do it naturally. And if you, if you ever go and watch the testimony he gave before Congress in the early 2000s, you will be pretty motivated. Yeah, you, you will become, number one, a climate expert. And yeah. then, number two, a climate change denier. I remember that when uh, 2012 happened, remember in December? And it wait, was wait. Like, wait, Mayans? What? wait, what's 2012? Yeah. What did I say? You said 2012. <laughs> Whatever. My top okay. one. You guys know what I mean. <laughs> 2012, <laughs> I was sitting at an islands in like Anaheim. Islands? And, yeah. That's not a Buffalo Wild yeah. Wings. Buffalo Wild Wings wasn't in California back then, okay. I don't think. Oh. And I was sitting there. And Ladies, like, I don't know if you know it, wait, but Nick, so Nick can't wait for coronavirus to be over so he can go to Buffalo Wild Wings and see how many stop. taps he can get through. <laughs> I've gotten through half before. I don't remember after that, but. I did the wing challenge. Did you pass it? Yeah, it was pretty bad though the next day. Yeah. Um, but I remember sitting in islands. And I'm like, Islands is, a, I don't know if it's out of California. It's a, like a burger chain restaurant. It's pretty yeah. good. No, it's a good. I, I don't know if there's still one in there's one my hometown in or not. San Diego, I know. But uh, anyway, we're sitting there and I'm like, well, this isn't the best last meal if this is going down. But they like, people had narrowed it down to a time of the day. And I'm literally sitting with my family and we're eating at this restaurant. And I'm like, okay, it's time. Oh, I guess we have to pay our check. And everyone's kind of waiting around. I'm like, I got like an hour and a half drive home. Like we got to get in the car. But Ron's right. Like, you know, the the realm that we're in might be a little different based on the players that are playing the game, but it's it's cyclical. It's the same thing that's happened time and time again. You know, you have 
patriarchs that try to run the world, run the country. You have military takeovers. You have all these invasions. It's, it's a script that kind of recycles itself. And it's interesting. Like you said, you came from a country of corruption. Do you see any correlation with the, the way that the country, like the path that the country is taking with oh, the yeah. president? And, and I'm interested to ask you, like, what are the, do you, do you see the, the foreboding on the horizon of like America turning into a corruptive, I mean, obviously it's corrupt. It's always been corrupt in some capacity, but do you see similarities in your home country and where we're headed as a country now? Yeah. And there's a, there's a huge connection as you know, how global these things are. Uh, my country, we, we are very aware of, there's a lot of corruption. The thing in the U S is that in the U S they were very silent about it. Yeah. Very quiet. And, and because of course we know what's going on with the media and how they will never put themselves, you know, they, they will not get in trouble or, or just let's, let's just cover sugarcoat everything. So no one ever finds out about what we're doing under the blankets or anything in the Dominican mm -hmm. Republic, people talk. So, so people know, right? Like they know when someone stole tons of millions of, of, of pesos, the only problem is that sometimes they don't do anything about it because they feel a little bit hopeless, which is a result of being victims of, of dictatorship which was because of that one president who, by the way, thanks to a lot of things that I, when I do my research, I found out how that dictator and the president in the United States, like they, they were having meetings. Oh, and yeah. we're talking about a dictator that killed more than 30,000 Haitians. Like he was, wow. he was um, trained by the military because at that time they had a base in the Dominican Republic. These things, I didn't know any of those, um, like, because they do the same thing. They're erasing history. This man, Trujillo, he erased uh, like the, the history. He was a thief from the beginning. He just got rid of anything against him. He made sure that everybody had um, like his picture on your homes and everything. Are there any millennials that wear him on a T-shirt? Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know about nope. a T-shirt. But you had to have his freaking picture on your house. It, it was that extreme. And, um, and, and that knowing that during that time was when in other countries also you had coincidentally dictators as well yep. in Italy, you know, and like all the, um, they, they were doing the same thing in a way they were creating also division because thanks to that dictator, there was this division between Haiti and Dominican Republic. And then, you know, now how a lot of wars and, and how they start and I don't want to get into it because I don't know how, how, you know, I don't want anybody to get kicked out or any platform. Say it. No, we're, we're down. Literate. They're, they're, you, no they are castrate wars. Oh yeah. And, and then yeah. you understand better now how, um, how the, where the, this man came from, this horrible dictator, how is it that, well, guess what? During that time in the 19, like 33s, um, they had the new, the, the neighbor, it was like the, and like a, like a project, the, you know, apparently they wanted to build relationship between the different countries in Latin America and then like whatever. But of course they, you know, it's assignment. They have lodges in my country as well. All of these politicians, they all happen to be Masonic, like, you know, like, you know, and um, it's kind of like an, an agency or something that keeps building their own um, people in a way. But another thing is like, okay, they are erasing history. Um, there's a lot of putting people in positions, your buddies, they do that a lot in the Dominican Republic. Like once you, you know, get elected, you will put all of your homies. Yeah. Nepotism. Yeah. All of your homies, not, they get, they kicked out everyone who's not one of yours. 
And and then people see it as a normal thing, right? I mean, they've been through the worst already. God, this sounds so, so familiar. That sounds really familiar. <laughs> Where do I see this all oh. six days a week? Nepotism? <laughs> <laughs> it's like they create their Ew. own they create their own laws because the they have their thing. homies that approve it all the time. Yeah. Um, and the punishment, like I understand that a lot of the a lot of the times the behavior of Dominicans of being so submissive comes from all of the abuse that they had in the past from yeah. past governments where mm-hmm. like, what do they do? They increase, you know, like the, the you know, like they say the mil- people are armed, they, like the military, right? Mm-hmm. They, they take their, take, they're starting to take the weapons away already. Also, where is that? Bad sign. Very familiar yeah. as well, yeah. right? Come get it. Um, and like till this day, it's being a year of curfews in the Dominican Republic, a year. And it's still happening. And now it's like, oh, till nine. Cause they're so kind now, mm. you know, we're so kind. We're letting you do whatever you have to do until nine. Oh, that's nice. well, um, if, we, if we do it, we're told we can have a barbecue on 4th of July here. <laughs> oh yeah. no. Yeah. It's like, you got to ask permission to live your life. A milk crate full of firecrackers and fireworks in my bedroom waiting for 4th of July. So if you think <laughs> I'm not getting together and lighting those off in my cul-de-sac and having a barbecue, Go fuck yourself. They go to your home if they see that you have more than, you know, a certain amount. I've seen I've seen people getting jails like full of people couldn't and then also every time they pass that emergency, you know, that state of emergency, it's millions for the government. Oh, of course. And it's just a mass steal of taxpayers' money that the country doesn't even they just you know how they feel? Oh, they're all like that. That's it. Yeah, they're all like, the yeah, they're all corrupt. Like, well, I mean, it is what it is. And I'm like, no, it's not what it is. It's not like that. This is your money. And they don't see it like, what, our money? Uh, no, they just spend it and, and it's just a lottery. And I said that the abuse that I've seen was, was one of the reasons why I, I got like turned off about politics. Because at first, you know, you're a child. You see like, oh, that's so great. Someone who cares about you and wants to like help and the community and all that. And then I saw the reality. I'm like, oh man, yeah. It's like, yeah, this is trash. Yeah, you know, one of the points you mentioned too is that you said thousands of Haitian adults were murdered. More than 30,000 Haitians were murdered. That's going to leave a lot of orphans for the Clinton Foundation to pick up. Oh. <laughs> hey, you know, you know the, they're owners of the gold, uh, the gold mines there, coincidentally? Imagine that. Mm. Coincidentally. Um, weird. And then um, there's gold in my country as well. Uh, and, and there's been people after, like, I've seen Soros and the presidents doing, like, meetings in the past about what to do with, like, the... You know, Good old Jabba the Hutt himself. What, what to do with all these mm-hmm. annoying people that are and getting the, in the, the way. The gold and um, there's still been a lot of drama about the gold. Uh, and, and my country is so rich in, in things that the, the island itself was so tremendously rich. But like we just keep having politicians selling us out. Yeah. And that's what when I for the when I started using my platform to speak out about this stuff and like to expose a lot of these things or getting whatever the backlash I didn't care is because for the first time I started to feel like there's hope and I feel it it's not really like I don't like oh you just dream about it and I actually can feel it I can I can see the change and how more and more and more people are being aware of what's going on that's really bringing a lot of hope in, in, into like my, my life because before I just, you know, I just used to think like, yeah, 9-11 was an inside job just by myself there in the corner and not talk to anybody about it. Speaking yeah. of which, you, you guys do, I don't know which anniversary that it is. Maybe the 20 year anniversary of Back to the Future? I hate them. Oh, I saw that like the, the well, first t-shirt. Of all, yeah, no, number one, fuck you because that's one of the, the first Back to the Future is one of the best <laughs> movies of all time. 
Okay, I mean, dude, it's no national treasure, but... Right, exactly. And we'll get into that Whatever. after our first segment. <laughs> That's number one. Number two, when they did an uh, Instagram post of Doc Brown and Marty McFly... Uh, what's his name? The, uh, in real life? Fifth? No, uh, Doc Brown. Oh, uh, wow. He's got Parkinson's. No, he doesn't. That's Michael J. Fox. Isn't that him? No. No. My mind just went completely blank. Yeah, so did mine. But you're talking about the t-shirt, right? The the Right. The, okay. Uh, so um, the actor who plays Doc Brown uh, wore a t-shirt for that Instagram post. God, I can't remember. What's his name? It's... I know, I, the name I'm, of the actor? Or I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm super uh, familiar with him. I just can't remember. Christopher the, Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. Who, who is also an, an amazing director and did an amazing job in The Addams Family. Yeah. When he played mm. Uncle Fester. Yeah, it was really oh. good. Yeah, he, he was Uncle Fester. But he wore a shirt for the Back to the Future, whatever, you know, anniversary it was that said, Building 7 didn't kill itself. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So, I mean, you... Can't not appreciate yeah. the fact that there are so many people out there yeah. who, who who know. Well, that's a touchy thing for anybody in Hollywood to go against the grain yeah. too. Like, and you and you want to know what he's made his money. Yeah, he's he's like ah, fuck he, it, cancel he's me. Independence. Yeah, yeah, he's at the end of a really good career. I mean, just look at his. What would you call his top three, top one movies? He got Back to the Future series. Yep. The Adams Family. Yep. Roger Rabbit. Take it to the bank. Mm, that, I, would, I mean, that. I mean, he was the bad guy. A lot of people forgot about that one, but yeah, that was pretty good too. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean, he he's a really amazing writer as well. So I, I just think it's one of those things when 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 you look at people like Christopher Lloyd, um, doing that, it's it means a lot. Yeah, yeah. It, it goes number one. It goes outside the box, and number two, it mm -hmm. just it it supports a narrative that a lot of people know that is true. Yeah. Well, just like a you know, just like making that reference to all these things that are constantly happening that are, you know, everybody's just like the 24 hour news cycle, like something new happens, you forget about what happened the day before. And I kind of feel like all the stuff that is, that we suspect is being orchestrated. The reason for that is just to get people used to so much input, so much stimulus that they're used to just like, okay, this shit Seeing happened chaos, and then I'm going to forget about it. You're, you're just going to brain dump. It's like, this like, is what happens in the DR. They're yeah. like, oh, they're all like that. That's a, it's, it's just, you know, being okay with chaos and, and what's wrong. And then yeah. they want to erase that empathy. So you don't care about what's happening to another country or something. Uh, give me one of those. What, what's that? <laughs> Priscilla, do you want a beer? Let me see. Thank you. Yeah, sure. Okay. We got some IPAs here. You can we'll have one. Pour one out for you. Yeah. Um, for the homie. So yeah, Nick's just returned triumphantly with 12%? beers. But we were talking about how I didn't know that was told. That's just in my fridge. People You're trying to get her drunk. Christopher, no, no, no. Christopher Lloyd. People who, come. Who should have won an Academy oh. Award for either Back to the Future, Roger Rabbit, or, or Angels in the Outfield. Oh, he was oh, in that one too. So there you wow. Go. Okay. Wow. But, but, but oh, you guys are way too old for that. Well, no, but this at. is one of those things where you could put a gun to my head and try to have like like all right. Name fucking three movies from like Christopher, like Christopher Lloyd. Like I know who he is. I love his movies. And then you're like, what's this guy's name? And it's just gone. Yep. Yeah. But he wore a shirt in his anniversary for Back to the Future post on Instagram with Michael J. Fox that said, "Building Seven didn't kill itself." Amazing. Whoa. Yeah, exactly. And we were is talking he still about alive. Yeah, of course. For now. Well, I mean, I mean, sure that the Clintons have a target on his back, and yeah. I'm going to say it again: Hillary Clinton 
The semicolon. Murr. The suicide two to the back <laughs> of the head. <laughs> that was a time in my life where I, that's when I stopped. Um, and and when, when I saw that really, 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 there was people who did not ever question what happened. And I was, I'm seeing this with my own eyes. I'm like, and I, I felt, because that's when I first moved um, to the U.S. Because okay. I, I, I moved to the U.S. in uh, 2009, officially, like here. And, and getting all like the green card legally and, um, and everything. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nothing, you know, nothing uh, against nothing. I was just saying that I worked <laughs> it. Um, but I, I felt like, man, I, I, there's something wrong. There's something wrong with the people. If they really feel that this is something that happened out of the, an ash that jumped into the other building and fell and no one really even asked or how do you make two buildings that are almost 120 stories high fall in 11 seconds? Three. Three buildings. Well, I mean, building seven's a, They made a it disappear of history like it never happened. <laughs> like, what the heck? Either, you have people who are totally oblivious to what's going on, or yep. you have some that, like, I feel like they go through Stockholm Syndrome. They're, like, mm-hmm. protecting their abuser, and it's the weirdest exactly. thing. Exactly. That is what in Dominican Republic has been happening a lot, and, and oh, I'm seeing that they want to do it here, that they want you to be fine with, uh, you know, you just protect your abuser, in other words. Yeah, yeah. You think it's better, you know, if you don't go against them, then it's, we won't lose. We're, we're better off this way, and that's just a load of crap. I agree. And it's like what you were saying earlier, like maybe five years ago, there was a lot of things that I think maybe you believe in. Like 9-11 was an inside job. Okay. You know, like the JFK assassination is bullshit. Like the moon landing didn't. I mean, whatever your, wherever you camp out in the realm of things you don't trust. Five, 10 years ago, it used to be on your own with that. Yeah. And now like, Literally just doing this podcast and talking to these guys at work and bonding. And I'm like, there's a community of thousands. There's a huge community millions of, people of people who are literally think the same as you. Like every time there's a mass shooting, I'm like, let's, let's hear the backstory of this guy. Right. Yeah. Isn't it you know, amazing? Let's how- hear the gun control argument. Let's hear this. Mm-hmm. And then I, I go back as far as MK ultra back in the seventies with okay. the CIA. And it's like, the CIA was experimenting with mind control back in the seven. They didn't even have cell phones back then. Imagine yeah. like the technology that we have in our palm of our hand out surpasses the technology that they used to quote unquote land on the moon. Uh, I, you know, I've been thinking of a way I'm trying to wrap my brain around it. Wrap it as the self-proclaimed executive producer of this show of bringing, <laughs> I love how you throw that in there. Uh, every uh, week. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you heard me counting. I did over a thousand. Yeah. <laughs> of bringing Penny on this show. Who's been on Lala twice. Right, Lala Beam's podcast. And she is the self-proclaimed real-life 11 from Stranger Things. I saw her repost or something the other day, and I clicked on her profile. It's Her profile's a rabbit hole. Yeah. And, and you know, it is, it's just a lot of things. But I'm trying to figure out how her narrative fits into the vibe that is this show right now. You know, we know it's out there. Yeah. Jo- I, and we're going to get into it right now as we actually get into the news. I mean, we've probably talked. Eventually. Right. We've talked for nearly an hour and we haven't gotten into any of our shows. We're just having a good time, right? Thank God I worked on this Cheers. for about nine hours last night. Definitely didn't have any technical difficulties. Thank yeah. It was a slow start. But, you know, speaking of the M- MK Ultra and the people who were activated. Yeah. Getting into this week's happenings. Laser eyes. So they brought bushy-tailed. Blue-eyed, 
grouchy. Ooh. <laughs> Debate season Joe Biden out for his first. Send in the clones! Exactly. First, ex- first official press conference yesterday. Um, resident Biden, and I'm air quoting, delivered his first press conference after setting the all-time presidential record for days without one at plus 63. Um, I'm going to give you guys two audio narratives right now. So if you listen to anything that the NPCs would listen to, right? This is what you would hear in regards to the Joe Biden press conference. We will, by my 100th day in office, have administered 200 million shots in people's arms. That's right, 200 million shots in 100 days. I know it's ambitious, twice our original goal, but no other country in the world has even come close, not even close. There is a significant increase in the number of people coming to the border in the winter months of January, February, March. It happens every year. In addition to that, there is a and nobody. And by the way, does anybody suggest that there was a 31 percent increase under Trump because he was a nice guy and he was doing good things at the border? That's not the reason they're coming. The reason they're coming is that it's the time they can travel with the least likelihood of dying on the way because of the heat in the desert, number one. Number two, they're coming because of the circumstances in country. The vast majority, the overwhelming majority of people coming to the border and crossing are being sent back, are being sent back. Thousands, tens of thousands of people who are, who are over 18 years of age and single people, one at a time coming, have been sent back. Mexico is refusing to take them back. They're saying they won't take them back, not all of them. We're in negotiations with the president of Mexico. I think we're gonna see that change. They should all be going back, all be going back. The only people we're not going to let sitting there on the other side of the Rio Grande by themselves with no help are children. In 2024, you haven't set up a re-election campaign yet, as your predecessor had by this time. <laughs> My predecessor need to, needed to. <laughs> My predecessor. Oh, God, I miss it. Um, have you? Have you? No, an answer is yes. My plan is to run for re-election. That's my expectation. I want to get things done. I want to get them done consistent with what we promised the American people. And in order to do that, in a 50-50 Senate, we've got to get to the place where I get 50 votes so that the Vice President of the United States can break the tie, or I get 51 votes without her. So, I mean, there you have what the mainstream media wanted you to hear yesterday in regards to Joe Biden's first press conference at somewhere within his first 100 days. I think um, you know it was, it's just one of those I don't know what'd you think of that that was terrible trash <laughs> yeah Geisha um, I, I can't take off that image of my head of the all the heads the pictures of the people that that he needed to see before getting a question or, or responding or anything one of the most shocking things with that even to say okay now we can have question even that he had to read it he had to read to say that we can have questions now like how scripted this is salute the marines 
80 million votes. Yeah, so, I mean, there's there's photos from the side that show he literally has, like, a pictograph map yeah. of every reporter he's In supposed to call with a number next to him. Mm-hmm. Like, which one he's supposed to... And then it's like the number coincides with, like, the page for his little notepad, and he literally just reads verbatim some of the stuff. It's ridiculous. And there was like a, there was a, what was it? It was an op-ed piece. I forget where it was from, like probably Washington Post or something like that, saying that, saying that he, it was a very crisp and well done uh, conference, press conference. Who said that? There was nothing crisp about that. Uh, The WAPO. I I believe it was WAPO. I think I took a screenshot, standby. Um, There's a level of laziness um, that some people live by where they do not ever, they haven't even ever in their lives put on a channel or a, I don't know, on a, online or anything to see these things happening live. They yeah. wait for their favorite broadcaster to do the work for them and tell them what actually happened. This is when the, all the editing happens. This is when, when all the, I don't know, crazy amounts of nonsense happens that, that we have to take those clips and show it in our websites and our Instagram and like and tw- and everywhere and just show the reality that that that's happening in these press conference that they will never show. Because, mm-hmm. man, people need to stop being so lazy, being more responsible and, and have it in trying to understand even just listening to freaking precedent or whatever it is, because we I don't know, I'm still confused about that. But yeah. Like, just take a few minutes. Same thing with the whole election thing. That I don't know if you can talk about that. Like, well, we're gonna be getting stopped this deal later. There's a lot of information because it's like people who never, never sit down to watch any of the court. You know, just the the look. They were like eight hours long or whatever. But even one hour, it's enough to see. Like, holy shit! Just take the second and and. and research yourself. See yourself. What's raw? I know it's an hour, but you spend. 10 hours watching a full series on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I've seen people who will not move out of their couches finishing because, you know, you can see the whole, uh, you know, whole season, yeah, you get two, the, three seasons. And, you, and there's a three days in a row, they are, they're still watching each mm-hmm. episode one next to the other. It's like, there's time for you to see that. That's not going to help you with anything. Well, most people have no interest in being informed. They just want to go on about their business and hope that the world doesn't implode. But being, then being an NPC. But then they yeah. fight you. They want to fight. Yep. And, yeah. and it's like you're fighting without having any base. No, no, no research. Nothing. Like what the? Then you. It's like you, Stockholm syndrome. Hmm? They fight. They fight for their abuser. It's so weird. Yes, yeah. exactly. It's like a bad domestic violence uh, relationship. Well, they get all their information from. That's why, the mainstream media headlines are always so different than what the actual substance of the story is, because ninety percent of people. They read the headline and that's all they need to know. Yeah. That's their drive-by headline. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So (laughs) this is a Washington Post article from March 25th from Jennifer Rubin. Opinion. Biden excels at his first news conference. The media embarrassed themselves. What? I I mean, maybe that was like about the Excel spreadsheet. That was about the only excelling I saw there. Well, I mean, if you want to get into embarrassing yourself, we can always go to the parts of the presser yesterday that the media doesn't want you to hear. Which is like 80%. Right. 
It's probably more like so 95. So the best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to, anyway. <laughs> I'm, we're going to get a lot done. And if we have to, if there's complete lockdown and chaos as a consequence of the filibuster, then we'll have to go beyond what I'm talking about. Okay, um, hang on. Uh, you forgot the earpiece today. Oh, Miss <laughs> Kim. Actually kind of worked. Yeah, not, not terrible. I mean, there was that. And, uh, well, hold on a sec. With the filibuster, I actually wrote a note to talk about this. Go ahead. They were saying that the filibuster was abused, like, however many times. I want to say it was like 18 times or something like that. Okay. But the filibuster is generally conducted by the majority. Yes. Which were the Democrats, correct? Right now they are. Yeah. Oh so, like, they're talking about... There we go, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> getting, into, <laughs> getting into pure character. Oh, Jesus Christ. I just fucking hate where this country's at. <laughs> I'm the biggest patriot, I think. Not Wait. bigger than anybody else. I'm not saying that, but it's like... Okay. I love this country so much. So you identify as a patriot. Yeah. How dare but you. I just like, I fucking hate people that are in charge. I hate, like to, I, I can assume that you're in the same boat as far as like seeing the, the frustration, the frustration yeah. of the mass people. There's a vaccine. I'll take the vaccine. I don't even care. Wait, it's like, you get a Krispy Kreme if you take it. Oh yeah. Thank God. Let, let's just not forget that obesity is like the number one murderer of COVID. Like true story. 78%. Like, what, then the question goes back to when I was asking you is like, do you see the precursors of where America's at now going to like where Venezuela's at? Like, yes. It might be an extreme, but we're definitely headed oh, no, we're, we're, towards where that they, path. You know the, the, the statues? You know, last time I heard about statues being oh taken down, was, Maduro, before yeah. the, the right? what happened in Venezuela. There's, the people die of hunger. When it's, one of the things is like, let's talk about the statues for a second. Nobody in this country is perfect. If I ever ran for office, I would be outed in like five seconds because of all the shit posting and body bagging I do on Facebook. It would be immediately just like dis outed from the race. There's nobody in this world that's ever been perfect, that's ever accomplished anything. And to, to dismantle statues and go, this person was racist, this person was this, this person was that. And it's like, well, that's convenient when you're on the opposite side. But what about Obama? What about the small businesses Talking he shut Barry down? Sotero? What about Big Mike and... <laughs> Big Mike! <laughs> and the businesses that they shut down with Obamacare. Like, I have... My whole family's blue-collar workers, and they all have their own businesses, and every single one of them almost shut down their business because of Obamacare. Hmm. Oh, yeah. But I also have friends who haven't worked in five years who are moving off the welfare system. Oh, government reliance. And those people love Obama because he enabled them to live off that... And it's like, the part that's scary for me is not that Biden probably is wearing a diaper or that Kamala Harris is the she-devil. I like applesauce. <laughs> Rice pudding. <laughs> Rice pudding. <laughs> Got some popsicles. But it's the fact that people are so blind where they literally adapt to the corruption and they go, well, there's no self-thinking anymore. And that's where you have issues like Venezuela. And that's where that's come into play. And it's like, you look at Venezuela. Venezuela is a beautiful country. It had oil. It had oil. Which probably, you know, 
explains why they why took over and, and, and killed it. And, and it's where it is now. And mm. you know what they said before? Because I remember Venezuela used to be one of the, it, like a developed, like with cities and, because they had everything. It was a and, metropolis. And then they said, they felt like, oh, that will never happen to us. That's when people are too naive. Oh, nobody ever thinks it's going to happen Too here. naive to really, oh, they're all That's corrupt. The That's the downfall. Don't be so naive because the psychopaths who are in power, who don't really give a damn about anybody but themselves, and they have a secure spot in a different country because that's what they're promised a lot of times that they're going to, oh, yeah, we're going to hook you up with a place in, let's say, in Spain, you know, with the connections or whatever, where you can retire and live rich in a more developed place or whatever. You don't even have to be in the Dominican Republic or in Venezuela ever again. You know, there's a lot of people with corrupt money who live in the United States from Venezuela, from corrupt money, who never had to come back because, of course, it's, it's destroyed. I have a lot of Venezuelan friends who, one of my friends had PTSD. I think that's the, uh -huh. you know, from, from how traumatic it was for her having to close her home and run yeah. away, uh, something that they never thought that could happen. And then she's having a lot of PTSD because she's seeing how people are so in like, oh no, and like they will just vote blindly. They will not question anything. She's so scared. She's like, where am I gonna run now? Like if, if, yeah. if it happens, that sounds you familiar. know. <laughs> well, speaking of, speaking of voting, you know, during his presser yesterday and, and another thing that was kind of scooted away from the mainstream media was the fact that Joe Biden compared Jim Crow to look like Voter ID. Jim Eagle? I don't know what that yeah, means. Yeah, who's Jim Eagle? It sounds like a superhero to me. He was friends with Corn Pop. Okay, so, and that was bad, dude, but let's hear what he had to say about that. <laughs> about us how un-American this whole initiative is. It's sick. It's sick. Deciding in some states that you cannot bring water to people standing in line waiting to vote. Deciding that you're going to end voting at five o'clock when working people are just getting off work. Deciding that there will be no absentee ballots under the most rigid circumstances. It's all designed, and I'm going to spend my time doing three things. One, trying to figure out how to pass the legislation passed by the House, number one. Number two, educating the American public. The Republican voters I know find this despicable. Republican voters, the folks out in the outside this White House. I'm not talking about the, the elected officials. I'm talking about voters, voters. And so I'm convinced that we'll be able to stop this because it is the most pernicious thing. This makes Jim Crow look like Jim Eagle. I mean, this is gigantic what they're trying to do. And it cannot be sustained. And do everything in my power, along with my friends in the House and the Senate, to keep that from uh, from becoming the law. What does that even mean? <laughs> I mean, you just listen to a minute and thirty seconds of basically wasted life. Friends, that probably happened a hundred something years ago, wasn't it? Like so. that, he got in power. Uh, yeah, 120 years ago. 120 years ago when he yeah. joined the Senate, Joe Eagle or something. I just want to point out that makes his track record look a lot worse, though, because it used to just be 40 years of him not accomplishing everything. Now it's 120. <laughs> if if Trump would have come out when he was in office and started saying any of the shit this guy says, oh my god, it would have been on 60 Minutes. It would have been on every 
single. So it sounds like you're talking about Trump and you're talking about transparency. And before we get into anything else regarding any of that stuff, including Papacito's commentary on it, Mm -hmm. let's just hear as we segue now towards the crisis on the Southwest border, whether or not Joe Biden is going to admittedly give the press and the American people the transparency that they so desire. Is it a crisis now? I thought it was a challenge. How dare you? Will you commit to allowing journalists to have access to the facilities that are overcrowded moving forward? I will commit when my plan very shortly is underway to let you have access to not just them, but to other facilities as well. Be able to have access to the facilities. We've obviously been allowed to be inside one, but we haven't seen the facilities in which children are packed together to really give the American people a chance to see that. Will you commit to transparency on this issue? I will commit to transparency, and as soon as I am in a position to be able to implement what we're doing right now. And one of the reasons I haven't gone down, I have all my my chief folks have gone down, is I don't want to become the issue. I don't want to be, you know, bringing all the Secret Service and everybody with me to get in the way. So this is being set up, and you'll have full access to everything once we get this thing moving. Okay. And just to be clear, how soon will that be, Mr. President? I don't know. Fantastic fucking answer. Hey, why why <laughs> would you stop there? I mean, that was the end of the I clip. Such oh, a hard he, time. he literally says... I don't know. <laughs> to be clear, that's to be, what the actual. To be clear, clip is. <laughs> I, I shit you not. That's that was the very transparent. Clip. That part of him not knowing was very transparent. Yeah. Well, at least he's honest. <laughs> I mean, he also got yeah, what, we got what that going state for us. After some follow-ups in regards to that question on whether or not kids or family units will be allowed to stay in the U.S., uh, a reporter brought up the horrific conditions at CBP facilities. What is CBP? I have no idea. It's a California Border Patrol? I like it. Uh, Leading Biden to lash out, and I'm quoting now, that's a serious question, right? Acceptable to me? Come on, man. And that's literally where he went with that. Do you guys want the audio? Is that that a real question? Come on, man. You want to hear it? Yeah. Yeah, I would love to hear it. I love hearing a come on, man. Quick follow, if I may. Do you want to see these unaccompanied minors staying in this this country, or should they be deported eventually? Well, the judgment has to be made whether or not, in, th- in this young man's case, he has a mom at home. There's an overwhelming reason why he'd be put in a plane and flown back to his mom. What? What? Did I hear like a what? Follow, sir. You mentioned uh, circumstances that must be horrific. The so, Customs and Border Protection Facility in Donna, Texas, I was oh, that's there, what it is, is mm-hmm. at 1,556 percent capacity what? right now. Smidge over unaccompanied minors. There are kids that are sleeping on floors. They are packed into these pods. I've spoken to lawyers who say that they some of these children have not seen the sun in days. What the What's how your dare reaction? You? What is your reaction to these images that have come out from that particular facility? Is what's happening inside acceptable to you? And when is this going to be fixed? That's a serious question, right? (laughs) Is it acceptable to me? Come on. That's why we're going to be moving a thousand of those kids out quickly. So, and and here's the thing, but when he says moving a thousand of those kids out quickly, I'll just give you the San Diego vernacular on that right now. For the last eight plus months in downtown San Diego, where we all live, the San Diego Convention Center has been turned into a hobo 
I don't know, Metropolis? No, not Metropolis. It's like a Hobo Four Seasons. Well, three meals a day. <laughs> Hobo Motel Six. Right. It, you it, can't see it from the outside, though. I just walked over to the convention center the other night, and I was looking, and I was like, where are all the homeless people? Guess what? They got kicked out. Oh, because they're, they're already. They're moving. The carpet must smell terrible. 1,500. The, car- the carpet's done. <laughs> Let's be honest. 1,500. That carpet is You're not getting rude. the deposit back on that one. That carpet is gone. 1,500 illegally <laughs> present alien family units, not just children. They're telling you it's children, but it's actually family units. So you're talking about mom, dad, kids, grandmas, cousins. Third uncle, who's a pedophile. To the San Diego Convention Center, in addition to the Dallas-Fort Worth Civic Center and two wow. military bases on the southwest border, west coast of Mexico. Let's just be honest. Let's be honest. Yes. On. There was not a fucking issue two months ago at the Southwest border. There sure wasn't. And um, let's let's point this out. There, here's one thing the news never talks about: it. conservative news or liberal news media. Wait, there's there's two different ones. What? Yeah, they're both part of the same gulag. Okay. Nobody ever records the amount of young females that are found in the custody of federal officers down at the border with birth control. Mm. Yeah. Which is literally the most fucked up thing. I have two daughters. And they're both going to be single to the day they die because they're going to be living here at my, at my house. Okay. You're going to body bag the boyfriends? Yeah. Two to the chest, one to the head. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Mike hey, over at West Coast Survival He's got a five star rating. You look like you're 18. You're like, oh, I have four, I have three. I have... The fact that these parents are sending their kids, whether it's a PSYOP or it's fake, whether it's controlled, whatever the case is, the fact that these people are sending their kids unaccompanied with birth control because well, they the, know that, that they are happens. going yeah. to get raped is the point where I'm like, the crisis doesn't just start at the border. It starts in these countries where we don't have jurisdiction to infiltrate. Well, we've done nothing it's but horrific. encourage them. Well, when I say we, I mean the royal we, as in the Biden administration. They've done nothing but say, yeah, fuck it. Come on. Bring it on. Let's all come. Let's all come. So they're putting these people in a dangerous scenario an where insane scenario. they're they're having to pay coyotes to get through these dangerous zones in, oh my in Mexico. Wait, like actual coyotes, like the human trafficking kind well, or, the, or the memes that were going around in the <laughs> I mean, Super Bowl uh, where, where there was a coyote carrying was, a baby over the It depends on how heavy, uh, you know, how heavy the child is like, a you know. 30 or 40 pound coyote could probably, you know, maybe a 13 year old. Let's be honest, some of these moms walking through are dumpster trucks. But <laughs> beep. I saw beep, one the other day. I was like, beep. she's at least three bills. I deep. wish the trash okay. trucks would come right now. There's no, if she would have walked from it's Honduras to San Diego. Oh, I think she, I saw that one. If she would have yeah. walked from Honduras to San Diego, she would have at least lost 100 pounds. Uh. <laughs> she had 400 pounds of excess weight. I'm like, she got dropped off here via Uber. There's no way that she walked. Well, it she would have been ripped by yeah. now. Okay, but just the fact that these people are being encouraged to make this arduous journey and put themselves at risk just because they have been fed this lie that now, since they've realized that it doesn't work, you can't just release these people into no. the country unchecked. That now they're bringing back what was it the migrant protection protocol, which is now being reinstated, right? Well, here's the other thing, and I think San Diego might be an anomaly in California because there's a lot of military here. There's a lot of people that are not from California that get transplanted here based on the military, mm-hmm. and I think when they come here, they bring their views from wherever they're from. So San Diego is like a melting pot of a different vibe, kind of. As soon as you get out of San Diego County, you get into L.A. County, which is very liberal, 
LA County is once you exit LA County into like the Bay Area, it's very conservative. Okay. So California is very diverse. People don't know that. Yeah. No, there's but definitely the cities a are so densely populated. It's going to be a blue state for a while. But well, depending on what voting system they use. Correct. Dominion, all <laughs> Which that Which machine stuff. you pick? I still, <laughs> yeah. I still think that California got flipped more red than we saw. When we, when we did that, granted, I was a little um, intoxicated that night, but I was concerned at the results. Okay, a lot. Okay, that's not the point. I'm sorry. Thanks for, but I again, roasting me. <laughs> it's always the point. <laughs> um, but back to the point is like, in California, like in San Diego specifically, there's a lot of conservative people. Yeah. And we feel out of every southern border town across the country, San Diego County feels the direct impact of every border initiative that's put in place. So literally overnight, we're going to implement all these, you know, we're going to bring all these migrant kids in. Well, the legitimate people, stuff. the legitimate people that cross the border are frustrated. From Mexico, they're frustrated with what's going on as well. 100%. Because you think about if you're living in a neighborhood and then truckloads of people just get dropped off. And essentially, they're homeless, and it's like, hey, these people are going to wait a little bit. Well, all the people that and it's are- It's like, what the fuck? Cur- in my house. No, it's actually, my kids. It's actually pretty funny because that you say that. Uh, Nick and Ant from We The People Radio on their episode this week were making fun of how the crisis at the southwest border doesn't affect them in their neighborhoods in New Jersey. I was able to find and send to their official Instagram account busloads of Haitian migrants <laughs> being being- Crossed over mm-hmm. at the southwest border and bust immediately to New Jersey. Jersey. Do, they have, <laughs> do they have to pay the tolls? On the, and on the and I sent them the video and then the no caption way. underneath it was, you stand corrected. <laughs> so it's just crazy. A little like, shout out to we the people, but sorry, not sorry. Yeah. But you got fact just, checked. You know, literally. But how here, about the people that are, that are waiting in line for citizenship or, you know, for their permanent resident status and stuff like that. And now the entire system is getting bogged down. I mean, this was the first time in probably the history of the United States where we apprehended people and released them in the United States without any kind of notice to appear. No vetting system. No vetting, no, well, I mean, COVID test is now, you know, proxy to now, but we were just catching and literally releasing no ankle bracelet, no nothing. And then he stopped that shit real quick and then, we, we've talked about it on the show before, and they've brought it up in the mainstream media, not introduced or founded on the show, the Migrant Protective Protocols, or MPP program, where people who were waiting for their court date remained in Mexico and then would be bussed over when their court date appears, was canceled, I believe, on like day three of the Biden administration. Out of and, spite. Wow. Out, of out of spite only, and now he's begging Mexico and the president there to re-implement because of what he fucking yeah. did in the first couple of weeks. So, well, he'll reinstate quick, Operation Talon under a different Let's name. Let's break this down for too. people that are not apt to immigration law or how all this is working. So, well, well, we aren't either. We may have a friend or two that works in a realm where they're knowledgeable about what's going down at the border. I, lo- <laughs> I love that sound so much. That's a good sound. So when, when Trump was in office, he proposed this idea. Believe it or not, if... You, to res- if you sought asylum in the United States, okay. the court, like the the time to find a court date. So when you seek asylum, you come to the border, you seek asylum, you get a court date. And at that time when Trump was in office, what was it, a year and a half, two years out? Yeah, about that. So you have a court date, it's two years out, and you go, hey, show up uh, downtown in two years. And they're like, okay. At that time, you got, you got to wait in Mexico, bro. 
sorry, the U.S. is filled. It's kind of a shitty time. We got coronavirus. We can't hold people in. in we literally in, don't in have capacity centers for that long legally. I don't want my taxpayers paying for you to stay at a Motel Six to shoot up heroin oh, for no. the next it's, year and a half. It's much nicer years. than a Motel Six. So I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, the Motel Six. So that's what Trump put in place. So people were. Like 17. all pissed off because Trump was racist and he was doing all this stuff. And it's like, Trump's like, look, I just don't want you waiting in the country. We want to keep tabs on you when what you're doing. We have to vet you. If you have a legitimate asylum claim, our country will be in a position to help you. You have people that come from the Middle East and they legitimately need asylum mm -hmm. because they're killed by terrorist organizations, their families hunting them down or what are the cases? Yeah. There's people that legitimately need that. So in that case, you got to wait in Mexico. As soon as Biden came into office, like Thanos, snapped his fingers. He's like, I'm done with that. You want to come to asylum in the United States? You're going to wait here in the U.S. Wait, I'm so, going to fact check you right there. Was it only half of the asylum cases like Thanos did in the Avengers movies? or was No, it, it was 100%. Okay, I just want to make sure. So for yeah. clarification, in the Avengers movies, Thanos snapped out half of all existence. Yeah. Biden's Life much across worse. the universe. But in Let's this just reality, say Biden snapped both fingers. There you go. 100% of people are coming He was across. dancing. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's doing all this weird stuff. I don't want to see Biden dance. No. <laughs> he can't. He'll fall so, he so Biden implements But he, but he will play Despacito for his Hispanic for audiences. Yeah, on his iPod 4. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Biden implements this thing, and he goes, if you claim asylum, you're going to wait in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Here's the issue. You're not going to wait. You're going to be released. <laughs> well, here, and here's, here, here's the deal. Let's break this down. You have don't don't we have a here here's a deal button? I uh come on man. I don't. I had one. Okay. I have a bunch of buttons here. All right. Well, it's a scissor me timbers just for. Oh, it's probably the blue me one. Timbers. Oh, there we go. <laughs> so Biden implements this thing. He goes, if you're gonna claim asylum, you can wait. You can hang out on our side, right? Well, here's the thing. If you make any decent amount of income, and I'm not trying to be an asshole. If you're working three hours of work at Starbucks, getting your gender studies degree at we go. a community college. And we're there. You're not going to feel this. If you have three kids like I do, you own two homes and you have legitimate income coming in, you're going to get fucked when it comes to tax season. No, they're not. Those are PSYOPs. Tax is not a PSYOP. <laughs> I'm calling out all the black That's people. That's a new one. The QAnon people. All the black pillars. You got to pay your taxes. Your mortgage is due at the first of every month. Truth story. Regardless of your whether you're in the matrix or your, wait, did you say whatever? Were you going calling on. out black pillars? Black pillars and QAnon. Oh, yeah, I think he said something else. Oh, I'm gonna have to <laughs> circle <laughs> and back. And yeah, we'll circle back to that. But my point is that when I Biden think, opened I think up you meant the to say black pill people, what did I say? Black That's people. racist. Yeah. You definitely said, you said black, black people. people. So we, we'd like to apologize to our American, <laughs> African-American listening audience. It did not mean black people as in African-Americans. Black pill people. Black pill people. Okay, let's not dwell on this. Dwell? Let's move on. Oh, God. Now you sound like me trying to read off a script. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm moving on. It's something that Noah already brought up. And I didn't reading, finish I'm, my point. I'm reading from the National File. <laughs> Photographs taken during, during Joe Biden's presidential press conference the other day showed that he used a quote-unquote cheat sheet with names and faces of reporters selected to receive an answer from him in response to certain questions. The cue cards also contain talking points for him to repeat during the press conference, such as his plans for in infrastructure spending. He had talking points such as, and I'm quoting now, the United States now ranks 13th globally in infrastructure quality, down from fifth place in 2002. He also uh, had some highlights that, that quoted, China spends three times more on infrastructure. They also kill a million times more Uyghur Muslims 
in the meantime. Yeah. Um, they also filmed the, the US remake in Coming right, to China. Truth. On, on cue cards that are seen held in the hand of the president. Um, another piece of paper contained the names and headshots of reporters at the press conference with some names circled to indicate which ones would be allowed to receive a response from the president when asked a softball question. The response written on the card. Exactly. Uh, I don't know what you guys feel like that. I mean, about that, it, it's it's absolute kind of garbage. But but here's the thing. We got the crisis at the border. <clears throat> here's the and, deal. and towards the end of the press conference, they really started grilling him on specifics. And he has no idea what's fucking going on because they can't even keep up which clone they're rolling out right now. Like, literally. <laughs> no. Okay. Here's the deal. <laughs> Two weeks ago. And I, you know what? And I'm going to put this out there to all the meme lords. Why haven't we used Bram Stoker's Dracula? Yes. Right? Biden's hair is that fucking guy. Oh, and it's like the little the little duck bill in the back. Right. Kind of thing. Yeah. So that Biden was not out the last couple of days. The Biden that was out for the press conference the other day was grouchy, blue-eyed Biden from the debates yeah. with Trump during the... But for the last, like, fucking six months, and definitely since January 20th, we've had black-eyed, weird face, weird teeth. CGI neck... Yeah. What's up with the ear and the chin and the top of the head? Like, Can barely open the eyes. Exactly. Fucked up hair, Biden. Did you see the video <laughs> The video where they zoomed in and you could see two sets of teeth? Yes. You know what it's like? Remember, you guys are old as fuck. You two. Wow. But That's racist. When I was a kid, Thank you. Thank you. Mutant Ninja Turtles came out with like the live action. Remember those? Are you talking huh? about like the ones from the 90s? Yeah. Okay. Well, you guys are probably about? like 30 years old when those came out. Wow. Sorry. Um, but... When if you like pause on any like frame of the technology they had, you can literally see like cowpunga it is. <laughs> little Asian dudes inside like it's super disturbing because as a kid I grew up on those movies. But if you like watch it now and I have them on DVD, if you pause it, you can literally see like some little Asian like midget in the mouth. In the mouth, yeah. and you're like, this is super disturbing. It's the same thing that like with Biden. Like when Wait, they stop that. What movie is this? Ninja Turtles? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Epic. Probably top three movies. <laughs> top three? <laughs> I just stood out there because you guys always shit on me every so, week. So in addition to Ninja Turtles, <laughs> at, towards the end of the press conference, Biden called his administration's handling of the border crisis unacceptable. Like he knows what's going on. It's um, we've already covered the fact that he ended <laughs> the migrant protection protocols two weeks ago and was releasing people into the wind for the last two weeks, including people who are coronavirus positive. Yeah. And didn't care. Oh. And but he now claims that Mexico needs to take all of the family units back and hold them until their court dates. Wait, wait, wait. So we're going to get the ones that were released. They're gonna, you think they're going to show up to go back to Mexico? I can I'll circle back. Yeah, we sure will. No, um, they're not going to circle back. You know, who did have a little bit of weighing in on this was uh, Papacito. And he thought, well, I mean, I think we all did. We thought the whole thing was absolutely ridiculous. So. <laughs> Let's hear what he had to say um, when he appeared on Laura Ingram's show last night following the press conference. Nobody's seen anything like it. You know it. You know it better than anybody. You cover it so well. And it's, uh, it's very sad to watch, actually. They're, they're feeding him questions. They're easy questions. I noticed Peter Ducey didn't get to ask a question today. And uh, there could be no difficult questions. Uh, and... They're ready to rip the microphone away if somebody did get a little bit testy. Uh, and, you know, he just look. The whole thing is ridiculous. You know it, and so do I. Oh, where was and that? Where was that? And I mean, that's the meat and potatoes of it. I mean, 
Well, yeah, yeah. As soon as as soon as they start making any headway with actually being journalists and asking legitimate questions, that's when. All right, thanks everybody. Thank you. Okay, everybody out. Uh, the press out. Thank you. Like that's all you hear. He's like, oh, um, who am I going to turn this over to? Am I going to turn this over? Are we going to ask questions? All right, need, yeah, it's time for the press to fucking leave. Corn I need a new is, diaper and some. Corn and pop some was a bad dude. So, but but never fret. The hair because, on my legs. Because the task of U.S. citizenship maker which Joe Biden picked up on January 20th, <clears throat> has now passed on, on? <laughs> to the star position of, what do we call her on the show? Camelia Harris? Camelia. <laughs> Camelia. Chameleon. Okay. I feel like she's going to do a bang-up job. And now, <laughs> and now, our Asian-American sweetheart. Wait, she's Asian Vice now? President oh, Kennedy. Isn't it Indian? Sorry, different person. Vice President <laughs> Camelia Harris will now be the border crisis czar. The former African-American and current vice president takes over for the disaster at Biden's <laughs> created mess on the Southwest border since January. Um, the crisis was initiated by basically rolling back every single one of Trump's policies. And now the current first Asian Vice President, former African American. <laughs> She's Asian. Hybrid. How, How fucking dare you assume whatever she is? <laughs> it's a hybrid, dude. So, some of the previous comments, though, Camelia has made over the years. Camelia. Right. Are, are, are pretty disturbing. I mean, I know how to say her name. We're making a Dakota joke. Chameleon? She, she's going to be. So, <laughs> but I, I love it. But let's let's, she's going to be Chameleon next. But before we get she's into. She's the first female antichrist. We've discussing this. Let's talk about her five most leftist statements she's ever made. Oh, yeah. yeah. That should be good. So, <clears throat> first of all, she says, and I'm quoting now from 2018. I think there's no question that we've got to critically reexamine ICE and its role and the way that it's being administered and the work it's doing. We need to probably think about starting that whole department over from scratch. Mm. So now you're talking about a, 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 a facet of Department of Homeland Security completely there to remove criminal aliens from the United States. We're talking about rapes, murders, Drug DUIs. Murders. I said rapes already. I'm going to recover murders. More rapes. Right. And, Look, and stuff of that nature. Just a, a side note, real quick. Go ahead. For people who don't know, like, what ICE is about. ICE is not going to the taco shop or Costco. Right, looking for hit Humberto. the people at the loading docks. No, exactly. They're hitting people that are associated with MS-13, with cartel ties. Awesome. And people that... Pedophiles? Pedophiles. A lot of it's pedophiles. There's people that run people across the border that are involved in sex trafficking. They're going after bad dudes who... It literally gives them a threshold to pick up these... Criminal. These I feel like there was people. there was a recent operation that was uh, doing some things uh, of that nature. We operation talked about that talent, when, yeah. when we plugged West Coast Survival Arms and all your firearm needs. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like that. That was a positive thing. That I know. Good. I don't know if you guys remember. I, I'm sure we covered it during the time, and I'm talking about September, October right now. During the 2020 presidential campaign, she claimed, and I'm quoting, the first thing she would do when elected as president, not yet. Mm would be to shut down private detention centers. Private holding facilities are largely re relied on by ICE to contain an influx of illegal border crossings. Doing away with them may create a larger containment crisis, end quote. Huh. 
like a containment crisis that we have right now? Kind of, sort of, maybe a little bit. As far as as far as a little, little bit, a little, little bit. bit. Joseph, our basements junior, is concerned. There's no crisis at the border. How dare you? Challenge. She's also made comments before, and has pledged to change illegal border crossings from a crime of the federal level to a mere civil offense. What? So is she's that, she's going to categorize illegal border crossings, <clears throat> alien smuggling, human trafficking in the same category with peeing in public. Oh yeah. I've peed in public so many times. I peed in public like 10 minutes ago on outside in your backyard. It's private property. It's not really public. Damn it. My son peed in public at the zoo the other day. Well, in the zoo? Technically, it was a zoo parking lot. I have a picture of it. That's weird. Why? Because I like to document things like that. He's becoming a man. He's four years old. Oh. Peeing in public is like a rite of passage. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, um, so, I thought you were going to bring it back later. Like, hey. This the current... Asian vice president and former <clears throat> African-American vice president thanked <laughs> African-American, the current resident Joe Biden with an A for having the confidence in her to giving this task to her. And she stated that there's no question that this is a challenging situation, but added, well, we are clear that the people should not come to the border now which is a direct conflict to the narrative that they've been pushing. Wink, wink. Since fucking 2015. Mm. Um, we also understand that we will enforce the law, which I just read you several statements to where change. she contradicted herself. And that we will also, because we can chew gum and walk at the same time, whatever the fuck that means. So, okay. I don't hit. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm reading this statement from Kamala Harris and Nick's showing the, uh, in studio podcast audience, a picture of his son urinating in public. I, I don't hate it. At the San Diego Zoo, we're not right? seeing anything. No, we are just from just the back. He's just some butt yeah. cheeks. Yeah, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. So, like I had previously mentioned, Joe Biden made some statements yesterday regarding um, migrant families from all walks of life and saying that they should remain in Mexico after he ended the program two weeks ago. Uh, well, I think he said we're going to revert back to what was already in place or something similar. Well, no, I don't know if he Can we circle back to back. finishing the fucking wall? Because it's 95% done. I, I'm kind of retarded. He sure be honest is. with you. Pressed it a second time and not hit the circle back button. Awesome. Biden is, uh, you wouldn't let him like watch, like if you had a friend and you're like, I need someone to house sit. Okay. He would be the last person who'd ever call. Unless you wanted to make like a 90s movie, like Weekend at Biden's. Weekend at Bernie's. But Kamala Harris would have to come and inject him with the cortisone shots that they put in his temple every day. So this whole narrative is so full of shit that Democratic lawmaker and House representative from Southwest Texas, Cuellar, has said he's received more information on the crisis at the border from the Mexican government than from the Biden administration. Jesus um, a Democratic lawmaker who re who leaked images of the condition at the migrant detention facilities, and those are the containers with the butterflies on the out on the front of them, uh, said this week that he's received more information about the crisis at the U.S. southwest border from Mexico than from the United States government officials. I'm quoting now. I'm glad that my friend Roberta Jacobson and her team are in Mexico, and I'll get a read out right from the Mexicans because it's hard to get information from our own government. 
And mm. I'm telling, I'm repeating again, this is a Democrat from a border town in Texas, as he told to MSNBC. Sounds salty. Yep. He previously had, uh, um, served as an ambassador to, the, to Mexico during the Obama administration and is now serving as a coordinator for the Southwest border on the National Security and Council, in addition to being a House representative. Uh, he stated that he sits on the Homeland, uh, Homeland Security Appropriations Committee and he gets more information from, and I'm quoting now, across the river than I get from my own government, which is absolutely amazing. So, I mean, in addition to not telling the true story to the media during his press conference or owning up to the fact that Republicans have, have been calling him on to reverse the policies that he basically obliterated on his first day in office. Yeah. Now you have people from his own party dissenting and saying that they can't get shit from the current administration. Well, I don't think there's anybody that thinks the dude's doing a good job. No. Like, I mean, if you, you can like talk yourself into almost anything, but nobody's talking themselves into that. Yeah. You, you could put as many band-aids on that as you want to, but the fact of the matter is, except is that, for the person that wrote that Washington post opinion article. Well, them too. She's, uh, she's, border patrol facilities right now in West Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, and California are nearing over 1500% capacity. That's if that capacity is at 100%. Hey, so I have an idea. If migrant uh, facilities are allowed to be 1,500% capacity. Over. 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 And California restaurants have to be 25% capacity. Mm -hmm. What if we just knock all the California restaurants into 1,500% capacity, and then we'll be good to go? Well, that wouldn't be bad. I just you, want to go to Buffalo but, Wild Things. That could you know, help the economy a lot. You yeah. know what is terrible, though? There are 16,000. 1,500 family units right now stuck in BP facilities on the southwest border. What does BP stand for? BP? Yeah. Border Patrol. Oh, okay. I've, I've kind of heard of them. I don't know what they are. Those are the guys in green? Kind of. Maybe? Uh, yeah. Do you heard any stories about, like, I don't know what, it, I've never been close to the border. We are right now. Yeah. You're mm -hmm. 10 minutes You want to go to TJ? Let's go. Welcome. What's TJ. I don't. I don't want to have issues coming back, though. I'm, I'm scared. Did, I'm, I'm going to Florida. Go. I don't want like to ruin it. Do you have well, your papers? Would you be going to Mexico, <laughs> or as Nick likes to put it, Helico? Helico. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I have no recollection of ever. Mexico. You sure don't. And we're going to talk about you eating people in a minute too. Mm. Um, <laughs> that was like five episodes ago. Right now, between five states, okay, on the southwest border, there are five convention centers and three U.S. Air Force bases being used to hold um, migrant family units between Texas, California, Arizona, and New Mexico. Let's just put in perspective, San Diego Convention Center is where, where is Comic-Con's held. Yeah. It's, it's where, like the most epic. It's where Hobocon's held right now. <laughs> Actually, it's not anymore because they, they just kicked all the homeless people out of there this week and are getting ready to host all the migrant families. But Comic-Con's like one of the most like famous things in, in San Diego. It's like, giant, yeah. Revenue. Well, the convention center was actually Huge. supposed to be twice Built as big. That. It was supposed to be twice as big, and there was like some horrendous uh, like budget thing that happened. The I, convention I, center literally look, exists for Comic-Con. have to circle back on that one. But yeah. you, know, you, know what you know what we're really going to circle back to right now? It's one of my favorite segments. Oh, The election? Close. Oh. Stop the Steel is next. <laughs> right now we're going to get into our... Top five. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Top one movies of all time. Priscilla, 
I asked you yesterday to prepare a list of your top five movies of all time, which Nick would put into the category of top ones. What do you have for us today? Oh, um, I have The Warrior from 2011. Oh, that's a great movie. Mm. movie. Love that movie. Uh, Face Off is really good. Wait, wait, wait for Nicholas Cage. Okay. Nicholas Cage. What? I'm just saying. What? Okay. How dare you guys shit on Nicholas Cage? Go ahead. Uh, trying to think. I felt like I had them all before. Not the Outsiders. <laughs> Stop. Let's see. Uh, Fifth Element is always it's one of my, my favorite. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Enemy of the State is one of my favorites. Yeah. And they live. I think that's Ooh. like a major red pill. It is a red, yeah, big red pill movie. Okay, four out of five ain't horrible. I mean, I liked. It. If it's a Nicolas Cage movie, it's not going to be in our top one thousand. Top 1,000? How dare you? <laughs> Trolling, Nick. Keisha, what do you got? So usually I put them in categories. Ooh. Oh, okay. So, you know, so like, you know, drama, action. Okay. Because right. it's even, really hard. And, are, and you I gonna, also, are you going to drop one of each? Yeah, kind of. Also because I didn't do like the homework that well. But the uh, I, I didn't grow up watching a lot of TV. Uh, thank God. That's because you were starring yeah. in it. No, no, I was just like I I went to like a weird <clears throat> high school that was like all day almost, and I don't know. But anyway, uh, bef- I know I'm gonna sound like a big normie, and before all this chaos happened, since I saw it the first time, Matrix was one of my favorite. Yeah, that's uh, good. Just do I, it. I was. It was the first time that I've seen this uh, special effect. I'm, I'm also not as young, you know, um, and and you know I've, I've watched it so many times. Uh, Comedy-wise, another normie one like Bridesmaids. Like I think uh, okay. Kristen mm-hmm. Wiig is pretty funny. You know, she's pretty good. Um, uh, suspense. Sh- I like The Sixth Sense. Was good. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. The Sixth Sense was good. Classic. Yeah. Uh, I'm missing one, right? Two right. more. Two more. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> national treasure. Damn, so much tension it's right not now. National treasure. Um, what do I need? Horror or something? Okay. Yeah, let's get a good horror one in there. Well. Oh man, I, I need to just just put a creepy one in there. The ex the Exorcist or something. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, uh, um, How about drama? In drama, that's a hard one. I was not, oh, La Vita Bella. I don't know if you've seen it. It's the the dad. It's an Italian film. It won oh, um, Oscars and a, a best foreign film. And it was about this dad that kind of like played around with his kid in a concentration camp. And, oh, I remember that you know, when I was a kid. That the entire time he was making the kid feel like he was in a game. It was a game, and he oh. dies at the he gets and, Oh my shot, God, yeah. yeah. It was, have you ever seen that movie? That's a, that movie started so Holy colorful, fuck. and I, it got so dark after. I have seen it. My parents, as fu- I don't know what my parents, my parents showed me that when I was like 10 years old. <laughs> well, here's the thing. <laughs> that is a great I swear movie. to God, I remember that movie dis- like, you ruined your childhood. Because the ending scene is him walking through, trying to find his mom, yep. and his mom's on a tank. Or he, uh, his mom's walking through the village, and he's on a tank. The, 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 he, the, the army rescued. comes, and the army rescued, and, and, and he got he gots into a tank. Because the but craziest you, thing, I'm sorry if, if I'm going to spoil this movie for everybody, but I'm going to go, fuck, you've done worse things to us. <laughs> so, yeah, like the, 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 the goal, the winning prize for the kid of the whole game of being in the concentration camp, based on what the dad said, was that, like a, he was going to win a tank. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's right. And then when the army oh, comes tank. and trying to rescue everybody, he sees this soldier and he sees the tank and he's like, I won. Oh my God. It's What's so that dramatic. Movie? What's it called again? La Vita e Vela. Uh, Life is Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I've seen that. Dude, yeah. that, that movie, movie is it's so sad. So freaking. Yeah. It's. Uh, you know who didn't star in that movie? Nicolas Cage. <laughs> you sure didn't. <laughs> 
these guys. <laughs> Nick, but can you? Hey, let's let's just imagine in our heads that he did. It'd Man, be the that's most a hard epic, one. Epic like escape story. That ever. actor was great. He probably tried to steal something. Let's go find some fucking rockets. We, we probably we have, we probably and have I, a. I have we, such a no. We probably have memory. a button on our soundboard for it, but Nick's kind of. <laughs> Buzzed. I love how he whispers that. But that movie, for some reason, my parents like allowed Windows. me to watch that when that I was a kid. Steal decoration in and I remember seeing that movie, and I'm like, "This is the saddest thing I've ever witnessed as a child." It actually was pretty. <laughs> it sad was. That's, um, that's that's like Lion King plus fifty plus, plus, for a kid. Yeah. So, yeah, that movie's terrible. Oh, Nick, do you have <laughs> it, your it top is, five top one movies? I admit I've been asking you for weeks. Last year, last week, that I was going to come up with my top five, and I didn't do it. But I will come up with the top three. Number list. one is Goodfellas. Okay. And I've said that week after week. You guys give me shit about National Treasure slip up. So and now, now tell us what number one A is. It's definitely National Treasure. Okay. I still love that movie. But after that, I would have to say maybe John Wick. You've just defended our guest. John Wick. Both of them. Maybe Billy Madison. Wait, what do we do? Are we supposed three? to get offended? Well, he said <laughs> he compared National Treasure. You know what movie that is? <laughs> with who? Nicholas Cage. No, no, but he compared that with what? Goodfellas. Oh, okay. Yeah, Wait, that's a big difference. Like no, it's not do you okay. Do you want to leave? Mm, no. no, no. <laughs> You're okay? I'm okay. Priscilla, you good? You going to hang oh. up on us? <laughs> Yeah, I'm okay. All right. I still love that movie. So now you have one and one A. Billy Madison's probably, probably my top three. It's not terrible. I'm a huge Adam Sandler. Like Die no, Hard you have Adam to Sandler like fan. two other movies. Tell us what the top five is. Not that many people make fun of you. I don't. I honestly maybe. I have to think about it. Like, I, I, have I know to that's how I, I felt. Literally have to no. meditate it's on that. It's easier when you week. put them in categories. He, he's scared. Trust right? me. We destroyed National Treasure. He's you know scared. what I like. The remake of It is probably maybe four or five. I'm not going to put that at number three. I was going to say Eating People, but... I mean, you're pretty All close right. with It. Fuck All right, guys. so now you got four. Just give us one more. Anything that you like watching. Um, it's a movie. Press play. Did you say, say it a comedy yet? Yeah, Billy, Madison. Madison. Billy Madison. I can't do this on... You know, on what's, you know what I like? Either. And I watched this, and as fucked up as this is, do you ever, you've probably seen Instructions Not Included. It's a Hispanic film. Who? How dare you? Nobody's seen this. That sounds familiar. I told you I didn't watch much TV. Are you, about, are you talking about batteries, batteries not included? included? No, it's called spaceships. <laughs> instructions not included. I like when they like start putting the tiles back. Okay, on everybody's homework. Instru it's a, it's hey, in Spanish. Long story short, that's that's like a uh, comms movie for the Holocaust. Just so you guys know, it what? is batteries Look not up, included. Yeah. Oh. Instructions not included. Instructions not included. Fantastic movie. All right. If you have a daughter, you will. I watched this like a month before my daughter was born, the first daughter. And it was the saddest movie I've ever seen. You cried? 100%. All right, so Priscilla, you have to get going. We're going to keep pushing through. But before we let you go, we want all of our listeners to be able to get all of your content that you have out there on social media and you're willing to share with us today. So why don't you tell everyone your handles, your coordinates, um, places where they can hit up your link tree, which is amazing, and yeah, where you're at solid. on all social media sites. All right. So um, the only one that's not banned is Destroy Fear Twenty Two okay. on Instagram. Okay. 
And that links in my bio, it's linked up to my link tree and to my telegram, which I'm posting there now. Oh, I'm trying to, but definitely destroy fear 22. You can find me there. It's a great, great IG um, account to follow. Yeah. Lots of good stuff. You guys are awesome podcast. You guys have such a great feeling in there. It's awesome. Oh, we're trying. Um, We appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule. We know you've got a family, you have school. You have your social medias. You're moving to Big Dick Ron Land. Yeah. Exactly. Did I hurt Big Dick? And, and we want... Um, is correct. We want you to know that anytime you want to come back on the show, you let us know, and you can guest host with us anytime. Yeah. Uh, you're awesome. Thank you so much, and uh, good luck to your next segment. I appreciate it, and thank you again for coming on Steak for Breakfast. You got it. Nice Bye to meet guys. you. Bye. You too. All right, so we got some Stop the Steal, final okay. final big segment for today. <laughs> so looking at Arizona, which was one of the, you know, flashpoints for some indiscrepancies in the 2020 election, um, a federal judge has issued a victory in the lawsuit to the Arizona state legislator to recount and forensically examine all 2.1 million physical ballots in Maricopa County and the Dominion voting machines. A new law passed in Arizona this week um, would reassure that all mail-in and absentee ballots require some sort of a physical ID moving forward in all elections. That seems legit. Imagine that. Yeah. So That sounds like one of the Building blocks of a free and fair election. Arizona was certified, was not represented in the halls of Congress on January 6th. However, will be recounted physically to determine who is the actual winner of that state in the 2020 election. Well, it depends on who's counting as well, though. Well, the Arizona Republican state legislator is running it, and they will be using a third-party agency with Republican oversight to forensically examine those ballots, the signatures, the IDs, and the Dominion voting machines. That's pretty big. Yeah, that's pretty good. So far from over there, but even more importantly, and which was another flashpoint in the 2020 election, most namely by Papacito, Georgia. Piece of shit rhino. Brian Kemp and his Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger, are under a lot of scrutiny this week after the governor, Kemp, signed a new law which would fortify election integrity moving forward. And this bill, basically, if you read the fine print, would have swung the election for Donald Trump in 2020. So we've already established the fact that the Washington Post original article, which misquoted Donald Trump as trying to find ballots mm-hmm. in his favor, was wrong and a lie. They've recanted that after they made it public to try and swing public opinion that he was trying to strong arm the election when all he was doing was trying to have the election reexamined or examined in the first place. Yeah. Okay. So... The scan the ballot effort 
using the Joven Pulitzer technique, and he was the guy, we've had him on the show, um, some tweets from him, maybe back a couple months. He was the guy when they were doing a news conference into the integrity of the, the Dominion voting systems to where they stated that they could not be hacked. He live hacked them and tweeted it during that press conference. Yeah, I remember that, and they were saying that they had all the data, all the, what, metadata or whatever it was? Right, and while they were running the Microsoft PowerPoint in the background, he was hacking that in addition to the machines that they were uploading for that PowerPoint in live time. Yep. Okay, so they're going to forensically re-examine the ballots tallied from 2020 in the presidential election. Um, and Brian Kemp signed that bill. It's called Senate Bill 202. The vote went... 175 in the House of Georgia and 34 to 20 in the Senate. So it's official now. Nice. Um, Stacey Abrams has automatically said that it's racist. <laughs> and Elizabeth Warren tweeted that the governor who is sitting Pocahontas? in right in Stacey Abrams' seat signed a bill into law which would provide uh, future racisms towards election integrity. Wait. Yeah, what, no, you're hearing that correctly. Saying? What is future racism? I don't know. I've never heard of that. Right? Is that uh, like a mulligan? Uh, the bill also gives the Georgia State Elections Board the ability to take over counties that have inconsistencies in them. So let's just say, like in the 2020 election, when you had somebody Facebook live streaming, that they're, they were, pu they're putting cardboard over the windows. Yeah. They're not letting us within 100 yards of the ballot counting. And they would put this stuff up. They're delivering duffel bags in the dead of night. Exactly, and counting ballots or having trucks pull up in the dead of night and unloading 50 boxes with ballots full. That was lunch. Like, that was Detroit. That was lunch. Um, it, it would also require uh, voters to provide a driver's license or state-issued ID card to, Again. to request and submit absentee and mail-in ballots. Common and it would, sense. It would curtail the number of ballot drop boxes. Lizardburg won't be happy about that one. Lizardburg. Limiting their placement for early voting locations and making them accessible only while the precinct is open. Oh, it's got to be open. Yeah. That seems like uh, common sense. Yeah. So SB 202 in Georgia uh, will restore confidence by strengthening election integrity and expanding the access to voting for people during election times, I'm not months before yeah. or weeks after, like we saw in 2020. So two states so far now are going back and forensically looking at ballots from 2020 and are implementing laws to what they what time magazine called fortify yeah fortify the elections moving forward um wisconsin now a cabal the wisconsin state assembly passed a resolution by a vote of 58 to 35 um and now the committee there has the power to issue subpoenas to compare testimony and gather documents in regards directly related to the 2020 election. So now you're talking about Georgia, mm -hmm. Arizona, yep, and now Wisconsin. Nice. Are all going back to do forensic audits of their 2020 elections. Not 2022. It's kind of hard to sweep this under the rug now if all Not this is 20, happening. Not 2020, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, that Democrat implants who were working during the 2020 election had access to servers which showed in real-time vote tallies 
that were going on with the Dominion voting systems during the election in Wisconsin. Oh, so they had like a live view. Right. Could they Smartmatic or scorecard it? Oh. We don't know. Um, the new laws in Wisconsin that were passed this week by, I already mentioned, 58 to 35 vote tally in mm-hmm. state Senate, also said that there would be limitations or eliminations of ballot drop boxes. Lizardberg said. Voter ID required for day of and in-person voting. That the least, like, like right? Like, it's something so hard for to do. Like, why did they didn't think of ask, asking someone for their ID? Imagine that. And no election workers filing and filling out absentee ballots on day of voting. So let's just say, like in this election, we had free-for-all mail-in balloting in Michigan, Wisconsin, Arizona, Nevada, Pennsylvania. Unrequested. Georgia and Wisconsin. Yeah. If you sent in your absentee ballot because of COVID, COVID. China virus. China. And it was filled out, A, incorrectly. Yeah. Which means it was filled out for Donald Trump and not Joe Biden. Oh, or yeah, well, you know. B, incompletely, which also means it was filled out for Donald Trump and not for Joe Biden. What was it called when it had to be uh, sent in for further? Oh, what was it? Shredded? No, not shredded. It was, I was going to uh, say burn, but no, yeah, exactly. you, got, you went first. Uh, Counted at 3 o'clock in the morning and given to Joe Biden? Twice? Yeah, Same a, people? That was a Dakota question, sorry. At least you're not saying that I, pedophiles aren't pedophiles. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we all not all ch- pedophiles out They sure are. Yeah. <laughs> so one of, our, one of our former hosts on this show brought up examples, and I'm segueing now. He, he referred to Kevin Spacey and James Gunn as people who were, what, like, persecuted when they were absolute fucking pedophiles. Vic- victim. Victimizing. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Um, but now, if you, getting back, if you send in those ballots and they're filled out incorrectly or incompletedly, they will be discarded and not counted for the Democratic candidate. So you're talking about three states that were not represented in Stop the Steal, were not represented in either the House or Congress on January 6th, Arizona, Georgia, and Wisconsin have now all paced, I'm sorry, passed in their state legislators this week laws that would fortify for more of a conservative base, laws that would um, basically say the values and way the election should be ran should be ran. There's not going to be a cabal of workers' unions, of big tech, having as much of a hand in swaying the elections as there was in 2020. Fortifying. Hypothetically speaking. Yeah. So, of course, Stacey Abrams has already gone on the record to say this is racist in, in addition to Pocahontas. Well, that's just the, you know, that's and, all-encompassing tap-tap, no tag-backs. Right. And because, Racism. Because we're on a hard Friday and a lot of this stuff dropped yesterday, we probably won't hear anything from Big Tech till next week about yeah. how racist and absolutely mm-hmm. disgusting this is. So now can they stop it with that? Well, these laws were passed in the states. So, so they, then there you go. They can say whatever. We're right. fucked. I mean, <clears throat> uh, I? We're gonna, oh, no, you, you could say get fucked. Yeah. Right here. <laughs> Do you remember when we were talking about the similarities go ahead. of uh, the Dominican Republic and their extreme corruption? And if I've seen anything familiar here, mm-hmm. why don't you tell us about it? Guess what happened um, last year with the elections in the Dominican Republic? I can only tell. imagine. It was uh, fraud. A machine. What? Yeah, you know, Wait, right? Like what machine? I mean, I don't know. I don't think the press did 
uh, take over uh, much about. I mean, I heard that the same thing happened in Venezuela, which well, that was so shocking. That was one hundred percent. Yeah, Dominion. imagine that. Um, but it happened in the Dominican Republic as well. It was a huge uh, like protest because uh, they were enough uh, proof that they that they committed fraud in the election. Um, but the sad part is that just just being uh, trying to become a president there, like it's very expensive and. Um, uh, how do you say when you, um, I'm going to put myself as a president. Go ahead. When you, what's the word? I don't know. I like when you uh, run, when you run. Yeah. yeah. So when you're running, uh, not so many. So it's a lot of corruption within the people who are running as well. So we went from someone who is, you know, known for being really bad to a, oh man, now we're in a curfew for a year and you know, it's just, uh, taking as much from doing everything that all the other countries are doing, like uh, Spain and, and Germany and locking people and closing their businesses and doing all of these things that we know. Going into a third wave. So, and telling that the excuse that they tell people is that, oh, this is everywhere in the world. This is not just, and that's just like, oh man, because they think just because it's global, um, like globalist people, you know, corrupt people can get together and, and get to an agreement that they're all going to decide to, take this, um, the thing, but no, anyway, I just want to like, I thought of that as you are talking, uh, well, about a, the, the election because, um, it's happening. And, and when I see how people here are like discussing whether or not someone should show an ID, you know, and, and, and I watched a lot of the court and, and saw the, all the, the testimonies and the witnesses and everything. And I couldn't see this is the most the clearest thing. And it's, it, I'm, I'm starting to have the same uh, kind of like PTSD of when we were talking about Building 7. Yeah. I was like, I am seeing with my own eyes. Because there are other things that you can really prove yourself because you weren't there or this or that or whatever. But there are things that you are seeing and experiencing. And I saw people voting twice. I oh, saw yeah. people, you know, sending their mail-in ballots and then going for a vote and like not really, you know, like you've seen it. And then you also seen all the court and see how like people are showing their proof and, and speaking and putting themselves in danger, being targeted afterwards and all of that. And I saw all of this. And, and there's still people who think that, Nothing happened and that is just a lie. And then I'm just having this thought of like, huh? and I know, I feel in my heart that this is not going to be another Building 7 experience. I feel like things are going to move forward and, and look what you're talking about, how the, the states are going to check and, and go after the and expect the machines and do their work. So you see when I speak about the hope, how like we can have hope again, yeah. um, because yes, it might be rigged, but there's people trying to fix it, you know? Yeah. I, I know for a fact there isn't a person who listens to this show that doesn't look towards 2022 and 2024 as things that need to be addressed. Exactly. But without drawing that hard red line in the sand, I'm using a Barry Sortero reference right there. <laughs> <laughs> but at the, same, at the same time, knowing that we can't even begin to think about what's going to go on in those elections before we address 2020. It's, it's, it was never finalized, even though we have a new president. But there's just so many things that need to be Do resolved. Do we, though? Right? That's my question. <laughs> Go ahead. All I have to say is this is the first election 
2020 that I've voted in okay. where I did not have to show my ID. Right? Even when I volunteered to show it, I was told, no, don't need to see it. Yeah, I, I gave a story when I went to vote. And I lived in New York for 20 years. I mean, that's... I couldn't go vote. Yeah. I, I, and I that would have been so crazy if I was have. here. I could have go vote myself and just, you know, I was probably going to be giving a Sharpie. Because I've seen the videos of it. Oh, no. Like I, my, You're right. Someone from here, from San Diego, uh, she recorded as she was voting. Mm -hmm. And that was before I knew the the scandal about the Sharpies and not being like that. It cannot read the... And the right? scanners, yeah. And um, I saw that before. And then I see the video. And I, holy shit, they were right. They are giving them Sharpies. I saw the video from this person that I know. It's not like a meme or somebody random right. on the internet. Just... During the whole election process, I saw at least 10 different, I'm talking about from close people, without seeing the proofs of the people who were posting and uploading, you know, their, their proofs to, to the, of course, that's when everybody started to get canceled and, and, and yep. eliminated. Like, they were really going after anything about the election. Um, but before that, just from people of my circle, I saw so much. Yeah. Um, when I went to vote in person, uh, and I've said it on the show before, every single person in Nearshot, there was an elderly woman, there was a middle-aged man, there was someone who looked like he was in his late teens, early 20s, who I could physically hear, none of them brought their ballots back because California was unsolicited mail-in ballots. So everybody got one. If you went to vote in person, you were hypothetically supposed to bring it and turn it in. I brought mine and the lady was like, Oh, it's fine. You can go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I gave her mine. And then she's like, she gave me my ballot and then asked me, she's like, well, do you even want a local one? I was like, well, yes, I live here. I'd like to, you know, the mayoral and the local congressman ones. But the elderly lady said she never got it. There was a middle-aged man right next to me. He said he didn't bring it. And then there was a kid on the other side of him, like late teens, early twenties. And he's like, well, I had it, but I don't know where it is. So right, right there, you're talking about three ballots that were they yep. could go home and immediately either give it to somebody or somebody took it mm -hmm. and filled it out who, for whoever they wanted and turned it in. Yep. Or, or they can go and vote for Biden or Trump, and then they go home and they vote for Biden and Trump again and turn it in. And that was just what I was... It gave me a really negative vibe. Um, and speaking of negative vibes, real quick, circling back to Georgia. <laughs> Brad Raffensperger, who was one of the biggest pieces of shit in all of this bullshit that was going on in Georgia while they begin the recount of Fulton County's votes to see how a state that has gone red forever miraculously turned blue. And hopefully that forensic audit will, will bring us a little bit of justification. I'm still thinking that Georgia might be the first state. It, it used to be Pennsylvania, but that's kind of a lost cause. It's so much of a Democratic stronghold. Maybe Georgia will come and save the day. Brad Raffensperger has been removed even though he still remains the secretary of state to anything to do with voting. So he will no longer have anything to do with anything regards to voting and he'll probably be voted out next time anyways. So I, I just thought that was a little add on that I wanted to throw out there. And, um, wait, I have a question. Go ahead. Is, uh, and this might be a silly question, but is Sydney Powell doing exactly what she said she's been doing all along? Wait a minute. Who? Sydney Powell. Sydney Powell. Sydney Powell. <laughs> you guys just wanted to hear it. She's Bay. I mean, she's Bay. She is. It's just a thing. She said, "Don't mistake her silence for an action." Exactly. So I, I have no doubt in my mind that someone with her nearly forty years of federal prosecution experience will 
be working behind the scenes the entire time. So badass. So she is badass. She's and so badass. When Wait, I'm quiet for too long. 40 years of actually accomplishing something. <laughs> Ask General Flynn. <laughs> oh my God, another bay. So, he is another bay. <laughs> so. so it's, it's all, you know, there's a, you know, today the, I don't want to say that they've been trying to reduce the testosterone all over the United States. But to they've make, been trying to reduce the, You know, I, I'm pretty sure that's been happening with a, we don't see that much of, of you know, masculinity and take, take care of things and do stuff. We appreciate you guys. Those who, you know. We're working hard to keep it going for the testosterone department. So what do you guys think? Just general like forecasts in regards. I mean, we're still, it's, it's pretty weird. We're halfway through 2021, right? And we're still talking about Stop the Steal. So next week, I don't know if you guys know, both of our guests were present on Capitol Hill on January 6th. Oh. Uh, Bella, the red pill babe. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Natalie Denise. They'll be yep. joining us together. So nice. I jumped in a couple of their combo IGs and I... I had Bella, she was coming on the 30th, and then they did a couple IGs together, and I jumped in their lives, and the only question I asked, like, will you come on the show with Bella? And then she's like, oh, yeah, I'll come on the show. So we've been kind of, like, messaging back and forth, and, and, and I'm really excited to have them on because... Is this in-studio, or...? No, Texas and... Oh, like, gotcha. Yeah, East Coast. So, But the fact of the matter is, is that they're 100 billion percent red pill. They're, you will get no black pill, you will get no doom, you'll get no, like, I'll give you a good conservative, Republican, MAGA, Trump talking point, and they go, eh, but yeah, you, next week's going to be like a reinvention of how, you know, the vernacular of this show is um, in regards to those two. But what do you guys think? Do you think that just based off this information that I I read in regards to some of the forensic audits beginning, I I know there's a lot of people on the backboards, the Chan boards who are saying May-ish, maybe we get a little bit of the... Mm -hmm. Action. Macho, macho man back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like what if we go through those three states right there, just based off of their electoral votes and all of those votes were, will be deemed in a forensic audit, either invalid or for the other party. Yeah. I th- what was the third state? It was Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah. Wisconsin, Georgia. Arizona, and Georgia. Right. Yeah. I have understood that it's been a long process. A lot of people are, <laughs> man. Uh, uh, they, they are, you, you can feel some desperation sometimes with like, when, when, when? It's like, you guys, there's, it, this is a h- huge deal. It takes a long time. It's a right. lot of documents. It's like, you know, we've seen how they talk about, there's a lot of information, a lot of affidavits, a lot of just the processing. It's, it takes a long time. And I always tell... If you're going to go yeah. by the rule of law... Which you know, I always... Is ha- what we are about in this country, is the rule of law. Well, I feel good... Right, exactly. And even, even if it takes what it takes, I feel confident in, in you saying these news are, that's really great news that, that they, they're, they're still working. People are not just, you know, home and, and, and just come on manning every day or something or just falling off the stairs. Uh, you know, like people are really working and, and getting this solved. And I believe there's going to be justice because I've never seen something as absurd as what I am expecting daily. The whole press conference, the whole, just this whole uh, theater of this joke. And I've tried to see people waking up. Yeah. More and more and more, people who I didn't think would. 
you know, and many, you start ta- to question things. How many times are you going to look at a different Biden up right. there? Like the black eyed Biden with the weird head exactly. and the weird chin compared to like the Biden that was up there yesterday for the press conference, yep. who the one that was during the election cycle mm-hmm. with the blue eyes and kind right. of grouchy. I mean, it's obviously two different. a little zipper neck. Right. Yeah. Two, two different people or CGI or deep yeah. fake. It's something. Yep. I mean, not only that, but you have like Syrian or Biden bombing Syria and Kamala Harris not knowing. Right. But then Kamala Harris taking calls with elected leaders and Biden, you know, not doing that. And then you have China, Russia, North Korea and Iran all telling Biden in the same week, basically, go fuck yourself. You have no more. You coming in means you have no more presence in the global like Chad level. Like it's just it, you're not anymore. And there, there's just the Marines all over the place, not saluting either one of them when they go. Yeah. Uh, you have the military, the Air Force specifically, not giving Biden or Harris the call signs whenever they fly, which that's their... Is that continuing? Is that confirmed that that's still happening? Every time they fly, they're designated as... The, the tail numbers, yeah. The tail numbers call right. sign. They have not been given the designation of Air Force One or Air Force Two yet. Do you follow Monkey Works? I do. On the, yeah, I, I watch that sometimes, and I, I find that very helpful, his explanations about the tail numbers. Right. And, but and, and a lot of people didn't even know about no. these things yeah. until now. I didn't, I didn't either. Yeah. I haven't I heard. Started, what, 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 I mean, do you... Do you Mon- Monkey Works? Yeah, well... Well, when I started following him, like, learning about the tail numbers and him, him talking about because he ta- he talked about something about the no flyover zone right. in um, uh, at Mar-a-Lago yeah that it wasn't there for the longest time no and now it's back and now it's back yep and now so where that, where was Donald Trump and it's so weird because neither one of Kamala Harris or Joe Biden has been anywhere near Texas for like the last since the inauguration right the doomsday plant plane has been there twice in the last two weeks yeah so it's just, and you know, you have patriots who live in the area who, or whose spouses, which is both, you know, work at the base posting pictures of this plane. It is the plane. And, and I mean, we never saw this stuff. Like when Donald Trump was president, there was no speculation that he wasn't. Right. Like he, he did break the matrix. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump was a, in the same fashion as like Reagan and then probably JFK mm-hmm. to where people romanticized with them, but they're like, yeah, it's, it's something that like identifies on television or in person at a rally, but when you get to the ballot box, they're going to vote with their brains. Right. And that's why, you know, Hillary Clinton thought that she had it in the bag. She wore the purple to the inauguration because she just thought it was all part of that huge matrix and, and you know, I'm going to tease it right now, human vibration that, that is <laughs> like, <laughs> she's coming on soon. That is the absolute, you know, gold standard of, of what the life is when you live around the matrix and stuff like that. And, and there's just things happening right now that just don't make sense. There's no answers for them. The mainstream media is more worried about like why he won't answer questions instead of asking questions about the legitimacy of their administration. And, and, and you know, we're in a really weird space. There's too many uh, coincidental discrepancies. And that's the thing. There's no such thing as a coincidence, right? Exactly. <laughs> so uh, I did the air quotes down here. Sorry. No, I, I get it. <laughs> we're all we're all audio. It's fine. Yeah, and, and I love it. I think that, uh, you know, when Donald Trump says the best is yet to come, I still believe him. I do too. And, you know, when I, I feel that the Patriots are in control, I still believe that too. It's just hard not to. So, and low-key, I don't want to find out. We've, we, we broke down the, uh, we don't know if you watched it, the documentary at on HBO Max, uh, Down in the Rabbit Hole. I haven't seen it. So you're not missing much. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'll give you the quickest breakdown I can. The first one is like a generic intro to Q. The second mm-hmm. one is a 
kind of romanticizing Ron Watkins and then kind of retardizing his dad. Gotcha. So, and, you know, it basically talks about how, you know, they're in there, but they don't kind of give any insight into what they are. They, they tease in the commercials that Ron Watkins is him, but Ron Watkins went on the My Maria podcast last week and stated that he knows who it was, told her afterwards and off the record who it was. And if the HBO documentary doesn't disclose this, he will be more than happy to circle back in three <laughs> weeks and tell everybody who it is based off of the server information from HN, which he's the admin yeah. for. You keep That's like my trigger back. word. That's my trigger same. word to laugh. I can't hold it, man. So we, we've been doing this. I can, I'll God bless me. I'll circle back with you if there's more to convey. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. We can circle back with him. All fucking day. Yep. All day. I don't even know how long that clip is. I stopped it. Hey, Nick's back. I hey, stopped Nick. paying for all of those services. Netflix. Good. Hulu, HBO, yeah. I don't... I unfortunately have two children, hate, and they like to watch yeah. everything, so... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no I Disney, no about. nothing. The I'm movies, not supporting them. The movie's just open, so it, it's looking a little bit more favorable, and my wife, God bless her soul, did take my kids day one back to the movies, an empty movie theater, to watch whatever movie was out for kids. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So it was good, but, you know, it's just one of those things that where there's too many coincidences for them to be it, and... Before we start to bring it home, what's your name? Amy. Yeah, Amy. we have a new voice that Hi, popped in. We, we should have introduced. Who came in with Geisha, but we want to know real quick, just off the top of your head, no pressure. Oh. You don't have to do categories or anything. Oh, oh she's ready for it. I'm ready. <laughs> top five. We call it top one movies. Top one? Top five. Top ones. Top five. Oh, I'm a comedy girl. Um, <laughs> let's see. Well, except for, I'll have to go back to childhood. But everything is fucked now. Okay. That I think about it because I think about E.T., one of my all-time favorite movies. And I was like telling Geisha on the way here today, I was like, E.T., I love E.T. That's, you know, probably a movie set that um, Drew Barrymore um, got molested. Got, uh, yeah, was molested on or something by Steven Spielberg. It's probably great. a given. I like yeah. both points. Yeah. It's a great movie and probably yeah. true. some pedo activity going on. Yeah. So That's when I think about that, I'm like, great. One of my favorites. Okay, yeah. let's go. You're you're, at, you're already at one. You're one. Uh, I'm at one. Uh, Goonies. Yeah. Another another big pedo movie, probably. Entire, they're all kids. Entire cast of children, probably yep. every single one of yep. them molested. Yep, yeah. exactly. And they filmed um, it in a cave. Exactly. Oh God, in no. A basement. In Oregon, where nobody can. By Gold no. Beach. Yeah. Ooh. Oh my God, I've that's been, a hub. Oh. I've been there. So we used to when I was a high school coach, we used to go up to Gold Beach for a football camp, and we would drive past the actual part where. The Goonies movie was filled where the pirate ship would come out around yeah. the corner. Did yeah. you see the pirate ship? Did you find One-Eyed Willie? And the no, we, we, no, we just saw like the monument. Slide down was, those slides? Yeah, exactly. I always wanted to do that. <laughs> well, the unfortunate part is you probably would have gotten molested. I would have gotten molested, <laughs> definitely. I mean, just on the, on the molestation part, I mean, like One-Eyed Willie, I mean, that's a little... Right, right. exactly. Ah, exactly. A little too nose. Super, not so random of a question, but I have to ask. Supposed. Has anyone here has been molested before? I sure haven't. Not that I can recall. No. Symbolism will be there now. Not Paul? this week. <laughs> Not this week. There you go. All right. Just Not me. involuntarily. So no, no, one, two, three, five people, no molestations? Me. Oh, you haven't? Yeah. Oh, Sucks. Sorry. I mean, you can see how I hate this shit so much. Yeah, yeah exactly. that makes sense. Uh, they traumatize you. <laughs> Hang on, wait a minute. Do I have to do three wait. more? A little oh. bit more of an awkward silence. The awkward silence? Yeah. I mean, I can give details of how it was. <laughs> and we're back. All right, number three. <laughs> oh, gosh, number three. Uh, let's see here. 
maybe something from more modern times. Why is my mind going blank now? We just talked about Wait, this. Hold on. It's oh, a molestation. Maybe, it, though, maybe, it does add effect. Maybe this, maybe this clip will help you decide. I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. It's sure fucking not going to. No? <laughs> no. Uh, Nothing? No. no, I mean, I know what that movie is, but I never saw it. Oh. <laughs> wow. Okay, so I like, obviously, like, because I'm old. She, she's so, Star Wars, but yeah. the old ones. So not, which one? Oh, yeah, none of that added like in bullshit. Like from the 70s. All right, pick one. 80, Empire, oh, New Hope. Star Wars, Empire, no, not New Hope. No. no, 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 like Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, right, and Return here. of the Jedi. Well, there you go. That's in my top like five, said, so we'll take that as right. three. Oh, oh no, but okay. I have more now. Indiana well, go ahead. Jones. I still have two more Indiana chances. Indiana Jones. And okay. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. All right. Well, I also okay. really liked The Fugitive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, that's, that's a good movie. I that movie Cause, memorized. Because you want to know who's not in any of those movies. Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Nicolas Cage? <laughs> exactly. Hey. Like, I, yeah. Could, sorry. You so, right now. Because I... You said you were going to explain why you're asking this question. Are we having a Nicolas Cage moment? Because I do love Raising Arizona. Okay, yeah. And then there you there, go. There it is. We've, we've completely circled That's the six degrees of Kevin Bacon. There it is. First of all, Nicolas Cage's <laughs> finest artistic work ever is Raising Arizona, Raising which is the best fucking yeah. movie he ever did. I, I thought care. it was his accent in so Con Air. Was. I don't care if he, mm -hmm. if he was good in Con Air, if he was good in National <laughs> Treasure, if he won an Oscar for fucking leaving Las Vegas. Raising Arizona was the best fucking movie yep. he ever did. Yeah. Exactly. He still had hair. John Goodman was in it. Sally John Fields Goodman. was That's amazing. Right. Exactly. And it was just, it was great. Yeah. It, it was, no, it and listen, Sally Fields, it was Holly Hunter. Holly Hunter. Yeah, Holly and yeah. if, if you go back and look at the actual movie, 80% of it was unscripted. Yeah. I mean, it was just Nicolas Cage being Nicolas Cage. And John Which Goodman. Which is? Right? Yeah. Amazing. In that movie. <laughs> we'll have to watch it. Right. It's okay. really good. It's really You'll good. laugh. Yeah. I don't know You'll if you like, like it. Do you like yodeling? Uh, you will by the end of that movie. <laughs> Yodeling? No, for real. You know what I'm talking about, right? I'll do it in the car. So okay. pick up the diapers when you're driving past. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, it's such a good movie. You've never really even seen it, have you? But what? How can you love National Treasure but not see his finest work of art? <laughs> it happens. And it'll make you happy. No, say it. It's a standalone film. It doesn't need any. National Treasure is a standalone film? There was a fucking sequel. <laughs> There's a third one that they're working on. No, please don't say that. National Treasure 2, Cruise Control. Cruise Control. <laughs> oh, wasn't there a second one? Yeah. Okay. But then, okay, you said you were going to explain why you were asking this question. So here's the thing. We had a guest on one time, and, and randomly we got onto the subject of movies. So Nick was hammered. Imagine that. <laughs> Again? And he said... <laughs> No, we got on the subject of Godfather, right? And, and then we moved over to Goodfellas. So we, we were all kind of in agreement that Goodfellas is one of the top five, top one movies of all time. It's a cinematic masterpiece. So then Nick was like agreeing with us. We're all like laughing. The guest is going good. We were kind of nervous because it was like a bigger guest. And, and you know, we're all like, yeah. I'm so offended. Good. No, I'm just kidding. Not I don't a, fuck. Well, she, no, she, she's in your yeah. wheelhouse. And, and it's like one of those things. We were like legit nervous. And Nick is like, yeah, man, fucking Goodfellas is so awesome. And then we, you it's know, on the same level. It's National just like treasure. National Treasure. <laughs> and then like literally oh it God. got silent for like five seconds. And then you go back to our mind, Maria. And she goes, wait, you laugh? what? And she's like, wait, wait what? What? And then he's like, yeah, fucking National Treasure, man. Like <laughs> it's right up there. Like National Treasure is like the best movie ever. And like we were all sitting there like. <laughs> what to do? I'm like, dude, she's gonna hang up on us. What? And Nick's like, no, man. Like, Play a song. have you ever seen Play it? He's like, he's like a legit treasure back. hunter. Nick's like, I like treasure hunting. He he's a legit treasure hunter, and he steals the Declaration of Independence. It's a great fucking movie. And we're like, okay, it's a good movie, but you're comparing it to fucking Goodfellas. <laughs> and then our guest was like, wait, what? And, and then it was just awkward. 
Well, I feel like a moron now, Geisha, because I we were trying to think of Robert De Niro films. I'm like, I know I've seen Robert De Niro in films. And we uh, all have, but And you, I could not think of Godfather. Well, at the end of the day, Brilliant or Goodfellas, movie. at the or end of the day, fellas, he hates yeah. America anyway, so why yeah, exactly. bring him so up? Yeah, exactly. Who cares about him? Yeah, That's his, disappointing. Yeah. His old cinematic masterpieces don't compare him to, huh? Robert De Niro. I mean, he's yeah, one. He's, he's the guy that always says, "Oh, yeah, be fucking Trump up. It'd be so yeah, awesome." Like, yeah. go fuck yourself. You're five two, and your feet turn inwards. <laughs> is he five two? Yeah, he, he's short. Him and they're shorties. He's got and the so lifts. So he's got Pacino. the lifts. So yeah, Pacino's, Pacino's even shorter. Super short. So and he's like in the Tom Cruise wheelhouse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the thing is, like, <laughs> I decided what, Scientology. I'm gonna say it again. <laughs> I imagine them literally, you know, like a small little car coming out of, I don't know, sorry, my stupid brain. As the executive producer, I decided that every episode moving forward, when we ever had a guest on, we would ask them what their top five. Nick called it. Because none of them will have National Treasure in it. Or any movie with Nicolas Cage, but you broke the Matrix. You said Raising Arizona. So, which that's I, me, I'm a Matrix Wow, breaker. that was your birthday gift. And that's the thing. Right. When he was comparing National Treasure to Goodfellas, I said that's not even his best movie, semicolon, it's... Raising Arizona, which is a cinematic it's, masterpiece. It yeah. is. It, it really is. is. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just one of those things to where, like, hey, everybody's got their own taste. <laughs> but it also probably tells our age. In comparison yeah, that's true. To. Yeah. I'm such a <laughs> norm. I got an army list. <laughs> Nick's a wee lass. He's a wee lass. <laughs> so, I don't know if you guys saw it this week, but the former CDC director, Robert Redfield, appeared on CNN in a segment. And, and told them that he believes, and there's actual evidence that gives into that conversation, that the China virus escaped the lab in Wuhan. There's two labs in Wuhan, which are like three and a half miles apart of each other, and he's identified that the virus has come somewhere be between one of those labs. Um, the former director for disease control and prevention told CNN Friday night he believes the virus was accidentally released from a lab in Wuhan, China. He offered no explanation for this idea. However, he's been a virologist for over 35 years and has been the head of the WHO. Um, he said that the virus escaped one of these labs, that the whole narrative that the virus came from a bat or something from a wet market doesn't pass the smell test, doesn't have any scientific backing, and hasn't been able to identify down to patient zero. Um... CNN was definitely caught off guard and not ready for commentary of that matter. What do you guys think of someone of that higher standard? This isn't someone who's like a regular doctor against Anthony Fauci. This isn't Rand Paul who, even though his fucking shittages on <laughs> Fauci are epic, epic. Rand Paul's a doctor of optometry. And Dr. Fauci, technically, even though we've pointed out on the show several times, hasn't treated a patient nor worked in a virology lab for over 35 years. Which, um, just for you like old people. This is someone who has actually- Longer than I've been alive. This is the former head too, right of the there. World Health Organization going on CNN and accidentally stating that this came out of one of those level three or four virology labs in Wuhan, China. What do you guys think? What was the look on the, the other, the anchor's face when that happened? Somebody's in the earpiece going up. Uh, 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 uh. You've never seen somebody's, like if you saw the facial expression and it could be defined as let's cut to a commercial break, it was this guy times 10. His face dropped, it kind of turned white. And then he kind of did the whole like Merrick Garland confirmation hearings level. Oh. Yeah, question answering. Wow. 
So, and every time CNN tried to get away from that narrative, he said, well, if you just look at the science, well, if you just look at the doctors involved, well, if you look who they science, if you look who they disappeared, where did all the cell, phone, cell phones go? Why did all the, you know, human incinerators like light up like right after this? Like it's right there. Yeah. What was the number of like cell phones that just disappeared? It was from, more than 20 million. Yeah. And 20 million. And yeah. uh, your cell phone number in China is like your social security number here. Yeah. That's like. Your you have a person's core yeah. of how well you behave. And they want to bring that here too. Uh, I remember the time where the sky, uh, or I don't know, that they detected a lot of sulfur in the air. Mm -hmm. uh, and they, because it was in a different country. It was not in China. They, they were like, wait, what's going on? And that's how they found out that they were burning everybody or yeah, something. And, uh, and then when you were allowed to awkward. collect the remains of the deceased, you were just going to like one of these incineraries mm -hmm. and bringing in an urn. And they were basically scooping up a pile of ash and saying, like, here's your loved one. Yeah, I, feel, I always feel like something well, different happened in China. You got to pay extra for to have your loved one get incinerated by themselves. That's true. By themselves? I had to do that with my dog. Wait, what? You incinerate your dogs? Well, yeah. Dog died. We got it cremated, and they yeah. gave us I've the ashes. So we paid yeah. extra so we could get just our dog's ashes, not the, uh, the dog party. So they just put a like a, a cocktail of dogs and then give you the ashes of everybody and then just yeah, I like guess. okay because it's cheaper it's to put everybody <laughs> they put everybody in the oven because it's cheaper to put everyone in the oven and then that's what this is going. Why don't you just bury your dog in the backyard? <laughs> Speaking of dead things, sorry. Okay, so that's what I would do. Let's just say right now, a truck pulled up. God yeah. damn it. And, and there was... Or a guy with a leaf blower? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> and, and someone, yeah. let's just say like to Carol, right? Everybody likes that. At a birthday party, you know, there's a taco guy. He's like, slice and dice and there's a little thing right there, right? Oh, I would fuck up some tacos right now. So would I. But let's just say instead of tacos or, you know, the, what is the red kind called? Arabala. The right, carnita, if, whatever. Yeah. If that was there, which are the most delicious ones, it was a human thigh. Oh, yeah. And, and they said... His last dying wish was... Was for you... To taste, to see what it tastes like. Yes or no? Ew. I like it. You? Absolutely not. Okay, that's 0 for 2. Noah? No. And I'm still not there. Nick? 100% yes. <laughs> Fuck you guys for <laughs> shitting on me for that. Why does someone's last wish is to freaking rape me? Fuck you. Yeah, well, that's true. Whoa. Yeah. That's kind of weird. Exactly. Fuck you. Fuck not, your wish. We're not going exactly. there. And I'm glad you're dead. But right? you know, how do you feel with Nick saying that if someone died and their dying wish was to be eaten? Nick would volunteer For, as the eater. Oh Which celebrity said this? The way that you tell me. trade this is <laughs> Nick. all off. Wait, what? Nick, you were the one on our show who said you were, all right, you were a little bit, in, what is it, inebriated? Yeah? Sure. Okay. Yeah. So you're like, bro, listen, if the truck pulls up <laughs> right now and there's a thigh and the person like. He said, I just want, and, no, I want and, you to know no, what I taste it, like. No, he even went into, he, he. He got away from it. He said, you know how an idea it says it's like organ donation? It's like, let's just get away from that. Like if it says like, eat me. Like I want to be eaten. And, and like the person's dying wishes to be eaten. He's like, and then he would just be silent for a second. He'd be like, bro, 100%. <laughs> Here's a little bit of backstory. Here's the deal. Wait, there's backstory to you eating people? No, but there's backstory to, I'm not going to lie. My <laughs> barbecue skills okay. are off the charts. And no, no, listen, I am going to And he's gonna talking about non-human barbecues, right. okay? He does, have, he does have pretty good barbecue skills. I've catered two weddings okay. by myself with literally just me smoking meat. Oh, dear God, imagine what those people ate. Yeah. 
Surprise! It was not Soylent Green. <laughs> Soylent Green is people. Um, it's people. I am not gonna lie. I went to Thailand. What? Is, what is it? What are we in March? Exotic. Before you even go on with that story, here's my fear. Time to sigh up. I fear that Nick has already eaten people. You've already eaten people. And that he's trying to make it. Did I show you what I ate in Thailand? No. Oh, my buddy you sent me a surgery. Dog, right? It was probably more like gopher. Okay, that's not terrible. What Actually, gof- no. This what was is gopher? Like the little groundhogs. Yeah. This was technically oh. in China. Um, Wuhan. It, no, we were on the opposite side of Wuhan. Thank yeah. God. It was so literally as I landed in, in China for an eighteen-hour layover to get to Thailand, they started grounding flights leaving from Asia countries. This is right at the start of China this virus. This is literally the start of, this was January last year. Yeah. This is what I ate. And they tried to tell me this was chicken. Yo, that shit doesn't look like chicken. chicken. I'm not going to lie. It was one of the most delicious things ever. I've never I, seen a chicken that looked like that. I had two. I mean, maybe if you if you chop the bone and no, make it look out. like that. That looks like a chicken. That looks good. I had two. Okay. I what ate is- one and I was like, you know what? Hook that shit up. So Give me another one. <laughs> They told you it was chicken. What did you think it was? Well, you please, can clearly please, please don't say fetus. You can clearly say the face of like a rat or a gopher on, on that part. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh it's, like, it's like bush meat. Yeah, yeah. not human. That's ears. It's literally the daily catch. And you like it? Serving. Yeah, it was stuffed with rice that was like mixed with like sriracha or hot sauce and rabies. Mm-hmm. I had two. I was like, whatever that was, let's let's Make run it back. Double. Yeah, let me get that up one more time. How did we get into this fucked up conversation? You know what? Regardless of who our guest is, I always like to circle back to this topic because <laughs> just uh, to stand clear, just 100%. like how Nick says Nicholas or uh, <laughs> National Treasure is a top five, top one movie, equal with, if not better than Goodfellas. Goodfellas. He always brings up the fact that he would one hundred percent, and if it was ninety-seven percent, I wouldn't right bring now. it up. But every time we say and make fun of him that he would eat meat, he always goes to what percent. One hundred percent. There you go. My one hundred. My debate would be how to cook it. It'd be like my mindset would be like, okay, if I get a thigh, I would probably smoke it. Okay. If it's just like piece of a calf, I'm trying to bring our sponsors into this too. I'd probably reverse sear it in a cast iron with some. We'd like to apologize ahead of time to man rubs. (laughs) You also have to understand, I haven't eaten anything but meats. I've eaten just meat straight for three months. That's true. Are you keto? You have, you have lost yeah, you a considerable like, amount of weight. Straight carnivore. I don't know, man. Like all this cringy okay. thing that are going on with Hollywood is just like just the the. Well, that's the thing. Know, it's like the direct anti-narrative of what our show is. Freaking! It's crazy. In, in LA, the whole LA, LA restaurant, LA all of that. My sister-in-law. I think she's the owner, right? The, the sister-in-law of Zuckerberg and shit. Like that stuff is Lizard so Berg. messed up. Zuckerberg. Underground. <laughs> that uh, all is in his mouth. You can get a exactly. child thigh with a side of blood. Oh god! It's just you know this. South is Park so did it right. Up. That was that was perfect. Did you guys see the South Park? I, I saw. I saw. It was great, right? Oh, so good. So nothing. Nothing made me smile more than Oprah with a big goblet of children's blood <laughs> and Barack Obama <laughs> eating up. kids' brains. So I hate Oprah so much. Yeah. Who doesn't? Right? Yeah. We she has do- cankles for days too. Hopefully, she has an ankle bracelet. With a bracelet on it. Yeah. It's a calf bracelet. Did you, did you see like a week after that interview, <laughs> they did like a runway uh, and they had people with like the bulges on their boots. Yeah, after the royal interview, they did like a fashion week and then some of the people had like boots, but they had like a specific square shaped bulge 
on one of their boots to make it seem like, oh, that's trendy. Let's make it trendy now. Right, exactly. let's make ankle bracelets great, great again. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's a sign up. Everything is sign up. What happened with Ellen? I'm sorry, by the way. Ellen's a dyke, first of all. Ellen, the... the she turned <laughs> She turned into she Justin Bieber. <laughs> no, I thought the weekend was Justin Bieber. They're the same well, person. Is that the black dude that like got <laughs> weird plastic surgery to look and like Squidward? Or did he get plastic surgery or was he just wearing a Justin Bieber deep fake? He looked like Spongebob from Squarepants. <laughs> this is the thing. Or whatever from Squarepants? No, no. <laughs> do, you, do you guys know who, you guys like, know who Human Vibration is? I don't have to drive anywhere. I Human of Vibration? Course. Yeah, we're very familiar with that. She's lovely, right? Mm-hmm. But You see, did you, did you just say Schumann? No, he said human vibration. Human vibration. Oh, human vibration. Uh, you're talking about like human vibration or human someone named human vibration? The human vibration. No, the person. Don't. You don't know her? No. I'm going to send you guys a podcast so you guys will love That's her. why I'm asking okay. because so, I know that no, we vibrate. She's been on Twitter forever, but now she's finally come to Instagram and she just recently started doing a podcast. Oh. And she is of that whole, she'll melt his brain when he comes on. Is she Susan inspired? From YouTube? No. With the Schumann resonance chart, the frequency? She's the one who said John Benet Ramsey was the first uh, actual CGI okay. impl- implementation of a deep fake ever. Gotcha. Like, her whole thing is that that never happened. Right. Like, there's only certain pictures, certain ways, the way, like, you know, and if you scary. really listen to what she has to say about it, it makes sense. So, and, and then all the things that, it's a rabbit hole. It's bad. If you listen to her episode on John Benet Ramsey, you'll just be like, yeah. Everything's a lie. Yeah, pretty much. I just yeah. want my issue is you know how you were mentioning how this person went to CNN and said that what happened in China and the and the there, there's a, some sort of a level of, of brainwashing in 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 certain groups that even if you tell them that this truly happened and show them they were still think nope. that nope. it's a conspiracy. Yeah. And I'm like the. I try to encourage people. The worst thing you can do right now is to call someone crazy because you're censoring people. It's almost like if I come to you as a victim of someone that just, let's say someone just raped me in there and, and I'm trying to tell you, you're like, ah, you're just crazy. Like you're blocking me. You're censoring me from telling you something that's important. Right. It means a lot. And that's why a lot of people, which is why they've been pushing a lot. The media has been teaching people to make fun of those right. yeah. that speak out, right? So, so they're they're training them to to reject the people who wants to speak out and wants to say something. And um, I think anybody who's uh, like listening to this and haven't really said or made any move, like don't wait till you find a, um, don't wait till you find a, like an, a conflict to speak about these topics. Sometimes it's good to just say, hey, this is happening right now. I I didn't know. I'm telling you, this is like serious. Take it serious. Like, hey, I just found out that this is what's going on. That the blah, 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 And just be as a concerning person and not as someone who's just trying to fight uh, and, and argue. Because people get into this argument yeah. mode. Yep. And, you know, if we could take this a little bit more serious, even if it's just one person that you're calling and say, oh, my God, you're not going to believe this. I just found out, like, they just said this and da, 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 and, like, this is happening. And the reality is like, what, really? Oh, you're just like, no, you know, because I know how hard it has been uh, for a lot of people being shut down and censored. And I know what it is. Uh, some people even enjoy the fear of, you know, everybody wearing masks and, and talking about how everyone is, you know, oh, this person is con-. like some people even enjoy having well, that. Fear is your virtue. You know, right. yeah. They're, and, and now all of a sudden. Somebody who has no control or no power by virtue of the mask 
and they want to ask. Oh my God, did you get vaccinated? Like it's it's a new thing. It's like I think um, as one thing I kind of struggle. Even though I feel good that this is going to be solved, is if we cooperate more, it can be solved faster. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, And not just because some people are they just wait till someone else solved the problem. Yeah, I know this is, I like they know, oh yeah, I know this was a China, you know, leave that to them. And it's like, this is your world where you live as well. And, and you know, this is, this is the, the air that it gets intoxicated all the time or like whatever that's going on. And um, it's not good to just keep letting um, whatever it is, people or society make you lazier and lazier and lazier about our responsibilities. I know. Yeah, we, we never t- tell people like, you should vote this way or you should feel this way. Or this is the right way. We always tell them, educate yourself, do the yeah. research. Yeah. If you hear something before you make a judgment on it, go out and just look at it a little bit and see yeah. what it's all about. You might find out that maybe you've been lied to mm-hmm. or the information that you've been given is incorrect this whole time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just educate yourself and, and then build a narrative off of that on how, on how you want to see the world. But don't just be like, oh, they're crazy. Like yeah. you said, they're conspiracy theorists or, you know, they're just going on rants or that's just the way they feel. It's not, it's not always the case. When you start realizing how much of all of this that we see every day is just some kind of a big bullshit simulation that they try to keep you locked into. Yeah. And if you look left or right, it's like automatic slap in the face to look back straight. Another thing is I, I see people sometimes as, as they're also a victim of all of this manipulation constantly from the moment that they, you see how strong indoctrination in school is now that it's all more like more public oh, than before. Yeah. Now you can really see what they're planning and what are they teaching the children. And, and it's just all of this, like building the mentality that they need, that they want you to have. And, and, and like a lot of people, you know, grew up with this and, and really they're victims of, in a way for me, this is like abuse. This is a yeah. mental abuse. One thing I've noticed when I moved to LA, I've never in my life seen so much mental health issues mm-hmm. ever. We've talked about Everybody that, that I met, every person that I knew had some serious or something going on. And I, I can tell you, I can count with my hand, maybe like a few people that seem fine and i'm like why you murdered or something you know like why you're so nice are you not are you you get along with your parents what you know I've, it's it's a strange thing everyone else is like either hate their parents or um they have all kinds of disorders mm-hmm. bipolar um a borderline ocd add extreme everyone that i knew and then this is why and another reason why i don't stop trying to tell people about what's going on, how, how much we have to, we must protect the children. When you break a children at an early age, you know what I mean? That's, that's when you, you ruin the rest of their life a lot. Like it's easier, they're more vulnerable, they're weaker. Yep. You're breaking, that's what they're trying to do with all this shit. I just saw it earlier today, what was it? Like that they're saying like, oh, we need the babies to, like we, we need to leave the children neutral until the age of four when they can decide. I'm like, what the Our fuck? Gender. Are you saying four years four old, years the children old. can yeah. decide well, what? Hormone yeah. blockers. Right. right. What's wrong? They want to break that's children. insanity. Well, we've covered it on this show to an extent. What starts out with things as you may seem insignificant and even as mainstreamedly get delegitimized like the 1619 Project or critical race theory and the fact that they start teaching those things in school mm-hmm. develop into, like you said, 
it goes to gender mutilation by like the age of six or, you know, how dare you call Jimmy, your son, a him, you let him decide when he's four years old and then he could be whatever the fuck you want. Like, no, you shut the fuck up. Yeah, I, I'll absolutely. raise my children. Yep. And right. when it's 18, exactly. go and do whatever the fuck you want. Well, it's, it's, it's I mean, like they're, they're take, they're not allowing anybody to take responsibility for, how they feel. It's nothing's your fault. Everything is somebody else's fault or something is wrong. You've been mistreated. You've been misdiagnosed. So it's like you got a little kid who's attracted to a little boy who's attracted to other little boys. Okay. Maybe he grows out of it. Maybe it's a thing. Maybe he likes it. Maybe it goes away. But if you force this kid to make this epic decision early on in his life and it doesn't fix what he perceives as a problem, he he's, he's going to fall right different. to that, that 43%. Yeah, so he either gets mutilated, which never goes back, and his problem isn't solved, and then he suffers from depression regardless. Or he commits suicide. And he We're blaming the parents for letting that happen. Yeah. It's just like some of the shit that I wanted to do when I was a kid, like if you would have let me make important decisions as a fucking child, you were I would not be here stuff? right now. No, I, I... No, it was in the gay stuff. Yeah. Okay. Insatiable. <laughs> they're, they're taking your right away from even being parents now. No, but that's right. the thing. And I don't like to give any, we, we don't give any more credit to Cucker on the show. Cucker Carlson. He's the, look. Well, that's guys. the thing. I know. He gives For me, cable television, he's he, the last dying he gives ember. Me bo- he gives me boomer sweat sometimes. But the fact of the matter is, <laughs> he's is a that. Little, little chub every once in a while. We all know that he's governed by an executive <laughs> producer and, and a media company to where he can't say how he really feels. So I'll never really truly love him again. I'm sorry. But the thing is. Like two weeks ago, he had a woman on his show who's suing a school district in Nevada. So, so listen, I know how dare me. Yeah. Um, her son went into class as a high school senior and for his project had to denounce his whiteness oh my God. in order to pass the class. What? So th- the son told the teacher, I understand how you see me. However, my mom is black. And the teacher said, you will either denounce the way I see you by the color of your skin or you will fail this class. So the mom came in. And the mom was fucking black and she was on Cutter Cross and she was a legit African American woman. Like, wow. 100%. And she was on to, and she's like, I went into the school and I sat down with the principal and I was like, So he was like a light skinned. He, he legitimately, he looked the same color as you. He was like a white kid. I'm saying, really but white. his mom was legitimately like, was like she a was high, an African American. Was he one of the high, like high yellow kids, like I, Sinbad? I mean, yeah, but, I, but it was like one of the things like, he, he had what? like, no Sinbad? Uh-huh. I thought you were uh, too young for that. Sinbad's one of my favorite comedians. Wait, like, wait, wait, um, wait, 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 wait. What's the guy from oh, the basketball go. player? The He's like a black ginger. Something Griffin. Come on. Hey, where were we? He lives in L.A. <laughs> where were we? What was that guy's name? So anyways. Blake Griffin. Yeah, okay. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So he his mom comes on, Tucker Carlson, and she said she sat he down with the principal. He white as hell. And the school district. And the teacher said, you want to know what? This is my class. I'm protected by my union. I That's see, right and everybody else in this class sees, just by looking at this kid, he is white-skinned, so he will either denounce it or he fa- the teacher fucking failed him. So the mom's like, my kid is fucking black. I'm suing you assholes. Yeah, yeah. And, and they're like right at the initial stages of litigation in court. That's just so wrong. But that is just like... Would she like to come on this podcast? Because we would love to have. No, no. Here's the the thing: they they showed the teacher, and it looked like the assistant health director. Was it one of the? Yeah, exactly. It was like Uh, some. 
super woke. Yeah. Yeah. It's ma'am. Do push ups. Like one of those people. (laughs) But it was just like, no, it doesn't matter. Like, cool, you got a black mom, but your skin is so light. If you don't denounce your lightness, you're you're failing. High school. That's that is ridiculous that that's where we're at right now. No, and the thing was like this is literally Tucker's like, where it's at where's this hat? And she's like, Well, you know, we're in the initial stages of like litigations and court. She's like, fact of the matter is my kid can't graduate high school because he can't pass this class. And I was like, Fucking really? Like it's already gotten up. It's elevated to the point of five million people a night see it on Tucker Carlson. Give the kid a fucking grade because he's not fucking white. Meanwhile, you have Juan in the back left. Going, I don't know what the fuck's going on in this class. I'm no, just I'm here for the shit. for the free shit. I've heard yeah. some really messed up. I'm here for the chocolate milk and the chicken sandwich. Oh, it's terrible. And I, I'm someone who, for I don't care people like trying to tease and make make fun of me, whatever. But if you mess with someone that's my, like my, if I, I, I just can't imagine. Like if I had a son and I had to yeah. see this happening, I will go jam on them. Yeah, I could. I will not like. like to see that. I can't believe this stuff. I cannot believe that they're just forcing people to to have these beliefs which benefits them because you knew what we all know why it benefits them they want to keep causing division yep. so it's like you, you raised also thinking that there's that people hate you for some reason or that you should hate like it's just teaching you to hate just imagine that level of wokeness to where like i am so woke and so on the level my pronouns are endless and I, <laughs> I made a actual black kid renounce his whiteness like just like <laughs> Feel it's a perfect the storm. Yes, the that's like God tier virtue and the virtue, the whole virtual signaling oh, here. It's like people care so freaking right. much what? about so, what other people yeah, think. So stunning and brave. It's like you guys <laughs> you have made a it. mind you of it. your own at all. You made an African American child renounce his whiteness. I love it. Just, I, I think that actually just causes a tear in the space time continuum. It gives me a stroke. Yeah, it Which really does. Goes back, circle back to my point that Back to the Future one through. Fucking seven or Wait, whatever. There's, a, there's only three. There's only them. three. And the third one's with the with the the trains. We don't I mean, really in another. It's not Harry Potter. All. I mean, in string theory, there's all, there's infinity. Dog shit. Back to the future. What? Back to the future one's dog shit. One through three, dog shit. What's the guy's the main character's name? Marty. Marty Fly. Yeah. What, what's his real name in real life? Michael J. Yeah. Fox. Hey. Yeah. The dude's dying from Parkinson's before you say anything. First of all, you okay, don't really bro. die from Parkinson's. You kind of just <laughs> give up. When you're in Parkinson's, okay? Kind of just give up. Wow. He would be the best Parmesan server at a Italian restaurant. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for for everyone in our listening audience who over the last couple weeks has missed Nick getting into character, he's here. Yeah, take the whiskey away from him. You You know I'm right. And and you know it's bad when Noah's taking a pull out of the friggin'. No, no. Uh, I'd just like to say that uh, Nick's performance tonight is brought to you by Lucky 7 <laughs> and Takati. Let's be honest. And some Bud Light. If he was at a legit Italian restaurant and you were like, okay, it's enough Parmesan. And he kept going, you'd be like, all right, fuck it. This guy obviously knows when the Parmesan's done. <laughs> oh, God. You are a terrible human being. I, I already know that. This podcast is not helping me realize that <laughs> Wait, what? you guys aren't the first person to tell me that i'm a terrible human being <laughs> just week after week confirmation have a barbecued human thigh with some michael j fox i swear to god look if, if anybody out there has hookups on human meat I'll, i think that's almost I swear a perfect to god, segue I will no! live, live stream that right now i have smoker right out back oh god i'm gonna get contact by hollywood damn it 
You want to know what? Yeah, sorry to ruin your career based on cannibalism. <laughs> <laughs> God. I like to first off apologize to my legitimate employer who I won't name by agency. <laughs> I just want to point this out. And one, then to my family. One point, one point before we seriously wrap this up. Two, maybe like four, three or four, fourth of July's ago, I had camel meat that I got, ground camel meat, and I sauteed it with Did he like. He said camel? It tastes like chicken? It was camel hump meat. Hump? Oh, the back. Yeah. That I is packed. that where all the water is? I mean, or I what? would think that that's like. Let's just be honest. I grounded it up and sauteed it, and I, I prepared it. I smoked it for like four hours, and I gave it to like maybe 10 people that were at my party. None of them knew it was camel meat. And they're all like, this is fantastic. What is this? I'm never eating Don't again. invite me See, on a barbecue. I love you, but everyone else hates you. And they were like, <laughs> every single person, like, dude, what? I, I made them into meatballs, and I put them on my smoker for like four hours. So people showed up to my house for a party. That was the appetizer. I think that's and music. I, it's so you shut up. They're like, what is this? And I was like, no, this, this is like our 10 minute rollout right here. So, and this, this is usually the way most of our podcasts end. Yeah. Unfortunately. I just want to tell you. We love country music. If you come to my house for a party, there's going to be really you good me. meat. But you will not know you what You don't know what you're eating. <laughs> but it's going to taste great. Week. We really don't get that much. Yeah, I've eaten here many well, times. Like you don't know what you're eating. What kind of sauces do you Sausage. I make them from scratch eat a lot the, of times. Eat the whole sausage. Eat the sausage. <laughs> eat the sausage. I'm going to have you sit down. You're going to sit here and eat the whole sausage. The sausage. The entire sausage. Listen. Know what I'm saying? Yes. Geisha. Thank Hola. you. For, sorry for ruining your career. No. <laughs> <laughs> Some people say How? ruining, I say enhancing. Yeah. I don't even know. Wait, what? We're fortifying her career. <laughs> huh? Wait, I don't get it. Just like Time Magazine fortifies the 2020 election. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you for being our first number one in-person guest. Yeah. Thank you. And number two, absolutely amazing while you're here. Yeah. Oh, I feel like you. even though we just met a few hours ago and briefly conversated on social media and shared some memes, that we have an established relationship here that is just something that happens when a bunch of patriots get together. Yeah. But before... We get into our spiel. Why don't you tell every single person who listens to this show every single place they can find you that you feel comfortable with? And I'm gonna spell it because it's complicated. Okay. I like it. Okay. G e i s h a m o n t e s. Okay. It's Geisha Montes because that's a part of my name, a fraction of my full name. Sounds kind of spicy. Um, What's yeah. your full name? Geisha. You're like the Japanese, you know, Geisha. With your this. full name, front to back. Oh. Gate, well, are you gonna are you gonna circle? No, I just want to know. Are you gonna like research? No, 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 no. Geisha, I don't care. Geisha Natalie Montes de Oca Robles. Wow, yeah, it's oh, it's long. We already uh, know. That's one air out of the there. You know, um, also, it's I I knew it was for me. I wanted to come. It was a good idea to come. It's di it's completely different than being on a screen, and I know that being on a screen helped a lot to the people who are away to be part of of, of also you know, the podcast, but it's completely, it's a completely different thing when you are around the people Not for terrible, real. Right? Not terrible. It's, it's yeah. very, very nice. It's, it's cozy. You know, we, we had some nice talks and, and, um, yeah, I'm, I'm like two hours away. We'll see, um, still working on the platform that I was telling you about. Um, so yeah, those who probably don't know what I'm talking about, I'm building a social media platform that is very different to any other social media till this day. Uh, I know that a lot of people are making social media, so I'm not gonna say how it works. Right. Call me Mike Lindell. You can, you can get, I'm telling you, it's better than whatever Mike you're Lindell. working on. Hopefully Mike Lindell will be calling us. Mm -hmm. I know. All, I just want to point out, 
Wait, wait, no, no, no. Let His her fucking no, no, stop it. We're gonna let you have your pe- let her. Finish. No, I, say, I just want to say that. Okay, Mike Lindell is a nice weighted blanket. I, Amazing, I, twenty-five I, pound weighted blanket worth the purchase. Are, he's talking about a blanket. Yeah. He, I, I'm moving to Florida, so I can also like use a couple blankies and a couple pillows for sure. Yeah. But definitely, you know, um, those who are really trying to do something, um, I understand how important it is freedom of speech and and doing a different platform that can help. Uh, and that's what I'm working on, getting something that can really help people get together. Uh, something where people cannot really pick sides or anything where, like, you know, the truth is what really matters. And that's why I'm saying, like, it's something that it's been almost a year that since, you know, since we started working on this. And because I knew we were going to need it. The moment that I saw that doctors were getting censored. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, this is, I said, this is fucked up. This cannot this is cannot go on like this. You can't say that only a few doctors are right and the other ones are not. Well, not even just censored. They're just dragging them through the dirt trying to find anything wacky in their past just to Yeah, like you can't you can't debate anything yeah. these days because yeah. there's only one narrative and there's this is so so bad for all everything that we live for for freedom, for, you know, for the truth that you know how much you can hurt by just controlling information. Yep. You can make people, like we see, you can make people decide to hurt themselves yeah. by convincing them with the, all the information, especially when there's a lot of control out there. But anyway, um, yeah, I'll keep you guys posted about what happens with the app and, and you know, platform and, hey, photo! <laughs> no, we definitely, um, we definitely want to hear everything about that. And we will be, number one, promoting it. Number two, joining. Oh. Yeah. You don't have to worry about that because we are friends. Get everybody in there. We're taking fucking pictures. Hey, why don't you well, stop, you gotta man? do We're it. F- hey, can we fanboy for one fucking second without Look, ruining it? I'll take lie. a selfie. I have three beautiful kids and a hot ass wife. I fucking hate taking pictures. Okay, did anybody. your wife have a blue check mark next to her name? Not yet. Okay, Geisha, do you? What happened? Do you have a blue check mark next to your name on Instagram? Yeah. You sure fucking do. So I'm gonna take pictures of her. Okay, so stop. <laughs> I still, I still I, fucking hate that. I had pictures. some people getting really deep into like, oh, you, you know, you know, they, they, <laughs> this is funny, but they thought because I had 102,000 whatever, like that I had something to do with the, when 182, was it? No, 201. Mm-hmm. 201, is it? It was some weird association, like, oh, 201, and you, and, like, you are just one of, I'm like, man, you know that to have a blue check, you just have to apply, right? Like, you should send your ID, it's not like... See, I feel, I feel like if we applied, we'd immediately be... we get, like, a red check mark, yeah. and they'd be no, like... if you have a large following... You can go fuck yourself. No, we're, we're <laughs> steak just for breakfast podcast. Along way. And speaking of steak for breakfast podcast... Steak for fuck yourself you know, you can, podcast. You guys always know, <laughs> if, if you want to hear this show, and, and let's see... 25 other ones because we don't recognize six through one because they're they're non-canon mm. you can follow us on How itunes spotify pandora and podbeam we're also on instagram that's our main account steak for breakfast podcast um congratulations to all of you we just eclipsed four thousand followers from nice. the from the bottom nice and now we're here right and and our followers are absolutely amazing content interactors Is our backup page in the same number it's a steak for podcast breakfast no but what's the number on that one um we're like i think we're over a thousand on okay. that one so we, we we have a website now that's i would say 73 percent functional we'll follow the backup because we're probably eventually going to get booted somewhere. Yeah. yeah jump on that backup hit the notification bell it doesn't kill you i mean i post fire stories and 
every couple of days some some decent memes in addition to the notifications <laughs> for our shows. We're we're on uh, steakforbreakfastpodcast.com is our new website where you can have access to all of our shows. We're eventually going to be blogging on there. We have links to some of our social media and hopefully Nick put our business email on there because that's how I'm talking to people like future guests and things of that nature. Um, we're on Twitter at DOS, D-O-S, 23, Trace, T-R-E-S. Follow us there. It's our fifth account. That's why we got a weird name. But when you see the picture, it's our Steak for Breakfast podcast logo with the mustache. Instead of steak, he's eating government cheese. And instead of being the people's podcast, we're identifying as not the people's podcast. Yep. So fuck you, Jack Dorsey. And tr- yeah, cancel that account, too. So <laughs> Is Jack Dorsey like an Orthodox Jew? I mean, he's like one step closer to that. I like it. I don't hate it. I mean, I, he's got like the curly sideburns and the weird. I don't know him. where you're going. With it, this. It'd be weird. Oh, because of the beard. I get it. Literally, oh, the yeah. last picture I saw him, like the last Orthodox Jew I saw, Jack Dorsey's like fitting the bill. Okay. Right. You know, if you, we don't usually use Gab or Parlor that much, but if you're on Gab, Steak for Breakfast podcast, we're on Parlor at Steak for Breakfast. Is Parlor still around? Download the shows. <laughs> Listen, like, follow, and share. And now I'm going to give Nick the floor because I don't know if any of our listening audience knows this or cares. It's my time to shine. Someone gave us a one-star rating last week, so mm. Nick, take it away. I'm sorry for the lovely ladies who are in the studio. You might want to mute your headphones. set of skills. You motherfuckers. There's two of you fucking douchebags out there that gave us one-star refuse. Refuse? <laughs> they probably Whatever worked for fuck. CNN. If I find you, what I'm Jack Dorsey. <laughs> I will personally choke you out in literally five seconds. I swear to God. I don't hate it. Hey, I've seen people getting banned for saying shit like that. I've choked people yeah, out, but, but I mean, every week we say Doctor Fauci like is a piece of shit. George Soros controls yeah. everything. Literally, right. guardian angel. I agree. Everyone's a pedophile. The the election is fraudulent. The president's yeah. illegitimate, yeah. and then they don't cancel us. Dang, we just can't melt. Why don't you like us, Spotify? We're some. There's the. Neo from the Matrix is guarding over our podcast. Mm-hmm. Hey, just let me know when you're done ranting, and then I'm I'll get done. back to. I'm almost done. Almost. I have a feeling of who it is. It's a fucker I went to high school with. <laughs> and that piece of shit. And when I find you, Are you gonna body bag him. Body bag. Come to up. San Diego Combat Academy <laughs> in Spring Valley. I will fuck your shit up seven days out of the week. I promise you. Well, anyone who Smoke feels like giving us a one-star review in the future, do we have a new sponsor? Look forward to. Yeah. Everybody, please. Just so you know, stars, that's, the, hey, that's the Nick, jujitsu Nick, during my chain match. You're scaring our in-studio guys. I don't give a fuck. Uh, uh, I will nah. literally <laughs> fuck you up on the mat 100 days of the week. So there's two of you fuckers. <laughs> Both of you. Will you Why pay not? for the flights? I will. I don't give. Yeah, one hundred cash. You can find first class. Get this ass. First open. class. One hundred percent. If you if I beat the shit out of you and you take this one star view off of iTunes, let's do it. So so what Nick's trying to say is I will moving fuck forward. You up. He will fight people for the the between one and five star. We if take you beat Nick money. one we star. Take some money. Not only we will you, you up, Lebowski. Name the place, you name the alcohol I drank before, and I will still fuck you up, I promise you. We, we drank a half a bottle. Are you saying like you're weaker when you drink? No. No. I just know that these fucking retards that gave us one star reviews, I will fuck them up. Hey, it's not a big deal, bro. We got solid content. No, I fuck need to that. Go give them five because stars right I know now. one of the guys that gave us a one star review is an immigrant from another country. Wow. What? Well, so's our Instagram. He holds grudges. 
Right? She didn't give us a one-star review. Yeah. She might have. Somebody, and I'm not going to There's There's still time. Blame. Because this guy's a little sensitive. Listen, man. You got 10 deal. stars right here. Five and five. Boom. I'm, running, I'm running out of song time, and I got a lot of sponsors to read. I'm just saying. I'm not going to drop names. If you're from fucking Bosnia, and I went to high school with you, <laughs> <laughs> I know who you are, and you gave us a one-star review, I'm going to fuck you up if I see you on the street. Dude. Oh, God. Don't threaten the if you want it with man. a ref, San Diego Combat Academy, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Okay. Sound I'll good? fucking good be talk. there. Good talk. <laughs> Let it rip. Let's, let's do it. All right. Sponsors. Back to back to the host. So as always, stay ready, Garrett. You enter 5% at checkout you and use the promo code STEAK, get 5% off. Yeah. Okay. Man rubs, you're going to get 15% off if you uh, enter the promo code STEAK15. West Coast Survival Arms, someplace that Nick should not be visiting anytime soon mm. to deal with any of his <clears throat> former Bosnian high school <laughs> classmates. <laughs> To say the least. Let it rip. Let's do it. But if he does, mm-hmm. that person might need some tactical gear from Mediocre Medic. I'm going to help you. And we will probably continue to buy Patches gear, just like I have my Essential Veterans Dump Box Dangerous Goods Mark Joe Friday shirt on today. And we have the lab and the, the patch wall in the lab now. Here we go. Get on Instagram, Facebook, and... Uh, Who the fuck leaves one-star reviews on iTunes? <laughs> Places of that nature to visit and support our sponsors. That's so disrespectful. <laughs> Show creds this week go to Lala Beams, We the People Podcast Radio, Bella the Red Pill Babe, and Natalie Denise. I can't My Maria handle. for not telling me who Q was. Oh. And, and listen, hey, no, 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 no. Everybody, who keeps Maria's secrets better than Safe for Breakfast Podcast? Oh, Anybody? yeah. Okay, I just want to put that out there. That we want to know who Q is and we keep your secrets, but I mean, if you don't want to listen, that's fine, and we'll find out in three weeks anyway. Jasmine and Austin from Russian Disinformation and Kayla Michelle the Fit Patriot. Upcoming shows: We're gonna have Bella, the Red Pill Babe, and Natalie Denise on next week on March 30th. Moving forward into April, on the sixth, we'll have Russian Disinformation. Austin, Jasmine coming down, probably gonna barbecue, talk about um, New World Order. World Economic Forum, oh, the Illuminati, wow. Freemasons, all the words that I'm Where's trying to get that? banned by. Are yeah, you teasing? Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be on the 6th of April, and we're going to be breaking that all down. If you want to if you want to. Yeah, you're welcome to come back. You can circle you're back. still here. We can circle back. Do we give me those topics, man? We'll have more microphones for next time. I talk daily. For all of you pro-Trump, pro-MAGA, pro-life TikTokers, It's Yolati will be on on the 14th of April on 420. Human vibration. Just say it with me. Human vibration. She's great. And she's going to melt Nick's brain. Um, the 27th of February, or of April, we'll have the Orange Men, finally. And then moving forward, we'll be keeping up with the Q-Tards and Q-Tards Radio <laughs> FM on the first week of May, May 4th. We'll be getting with them and talk about all of their podcasts. Friends of the Week, Cleo 3. She always gives us good IG posts. Axia, Solid. underscore 5.0. Cleo 3 habitually reposts. Clips from our show. She does. Yeah. She's, she deserves more than a shout out. She showed, well, give her something then. I don't know what to say besides more than a shout out, but what you do is much appreciated. Top one shout outs? Yeah, we love you. Real Top, Brenda memes? Correct. Top one. Brenda, I love you. Uh, Baby Cakes 2.0. <laughs> there he goes. Uh, the Real Diana Prince, Jewel Seif. 1776, what I mean to say, period in between each word, the raging patriotic babe, Chonky Keck. And the reverse mockingbird. Um, on behalf of myself, Noah, Nick, I'm so confused. You guys <laughs> fucked that up so bad. 
You didn't introduce yourself. Shrunk, you pointed it to him, and he introduced me, and I'm. I technically didn't point to anybody, but we could do it again. Yeah, but yeah, restart. We're, we're gonna write down just that last part. I'm not gonna restart this. Just keep going. No, where are we at? We're live. We're th- at three twenty-four. I'm not gonna edit this. You, you better <laughs> fucking edit this. So, <laughs> you guys fucked this up. I was ready to go. Ready? Well, we're ready to go again. I've been ready to go. Three, two, one. Go. On behalf of our guests, Geisha. ¿Qué pasó? Montes. Geisha Montes. Oh, my God. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I was like, what did I do now? And, and you're welcome back anytime. I'm Roan. Thank Noah. you. I'm Nick. I'm Amy. And this has been the Steak for Breakfast podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. Stay strong. Stay in the fight. Hold the line. And keep the faith. Eat human flesh. No!